0: and welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show that talks about wrestling for at least one hundred goddamn episodes. That's right, baby. We're here. uh I'm your host Ryan Knightsey, and with me as always is he's returning from vacation he is he has gone up and down the West coast. Some would call him a West Coast pro. Scotty Edwards. Scotty,
1: how you doing? Alright, that was a good one. I'll give it to you. That was Peter, a good one. Thank that you. Thank one. you. Uh I'm doing great. Happy to be back. Been a long time. I haven't talked about wrestling in forever. I know I have like recordings that have come out since my vacation started, but it's just not the same. I haven't talked wrestling in over a week, and a lot of stuff has happened <laughs> that I want to talk about. So I'm very excited. And this is episode 100 can't believe we made it well i kind of can but i can't you never know you know 100 is like that's the number i think every podcast should strive to be like okay we're actually a podcast yeah up until then it's like eh, you know a lot of people just most podcasts get to like episode 20 and then they're like all right we're done yeah that it's that's a sad stupid. truth in the podcasting game We've gone to 100. We've been here every single week. I was going to say every Sunday, but that's not true. Uh, it, <laughs> we switch a lot. And sometimes but, we uh,
0: don't have a live show. We do an interview with a PR representative from Noah, but that's besides
2: the point.
1: Right, but we got a show every single week, talking everything in wrestling. And here we are, once again, off the heels of the AEW Collision debut. Yeah, baby. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. We
0: got a massive show for you today. Um, As you can see here, if you're watching the video version, we have a a, a nice little part of the interruption-esque topic rundown sheet that will, if I did it all correctly, will update as we discuss them. Uh, So we got a lot of shit to talk about. What do we got to talk about, you may be wondering? Well, we got, let's see, Collision debuting. We got backstage news about AEW. We got WWE news. We got Forbidden Door coming up next week. We got the G1 Climax blocks announced. We got it. We haven't talked in so long. We give our quick thoughts about Dominion all together again, uh, against all odds. The Impact pay per view, uh, and then there's a Stardom pay per view also happening we talked next about
1: week. Dominion. What's that? I thought we talked about Dominion. No, technically
0: <laughs> we pre. Last time we talked about Dominion, that was a preview. We haven't reviewed Dominion yet. Technically, we haven't. No, because we, we the episode came out on that. It was a Thursday. It was the Thursday before Dominion. Uh, and if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, we have not talked about Dominion.
1: Well, anyways, okay.
0: Yeah, no. We so we got a lot of stuff. A lot, a lot of stuff, and a bunch of other wrestling news and whatnot. So. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So I say, without further ado, Scotty, again, thank you, audience, for being here. I should say thank you everybody, so much for supporting us for these hundred sort of plus episodes with all the bonus interviews and whatnot, but a hundred episodes of Ring Post Radio. Uh, I am uh, very happy that the show has gone on for this long. I'm very happy that I, I love doing this show. I love doing the show with you, Scotty. And I love doing the show for the people out there that have been supporting us uh since last week since a month ago since day one doesn't matter if you support this show if you support ring post radio we thank you we salute you and let's get on to the goddamn show uh first off uh we have to do a a little bit of rest in peace to the iron cheek he passed away while scotty was away um, not saying that those things are correlated, just saying that that's what happened in the timeline, but the Iron Sheik has passed away, uh, but believing to be have passed away at 81, there's still, uh, people are completely unsure how old he technically was, but, uh, the Iron Sheik has passed away. Scotty, what, uh, obviously <laughs> we were not old enough to watch any of the Iron Sheik in his run, but, uh, have you watched any matches of the Iron Sheik since his passing? And do you have any memories about the Iron Sheik?
1: Um, I just, all my memories of the Iron Sheik is is Twitter, and that's That's fair. how it pretty much (laughs) always was Uh, no, I did not watch any matches since his passing I was trying to keep up with wrestling of today while on vacation, which was very difficult, but I managed to do it Um, but it's, it's a shame because he was like one of WWE's best all-time heels He was, uh everything that they needed to oppose someone like a Hulk Hogan and guys like that back in the day. Um, rest in peace, Sheiky baby. Yeah. Rest in cheek Rest in Rest in, rest rest in, in Sheik.
2: <laughs> Sheiky
0: baby. Yeah. No, his Twitter account obviously run by his nephews. I think it was. Um, yeah. He, uh, that definitely like, he was already like a fantastic legendary heel in WWE. But then having that extended onto Twitter, like and being one of the first like users of Twitter, uh, till you know till today, um, and being a very active account and being very uh in in the know of pop culture, uh, has kept him relevant to people like us, to people who have obviously have never seen the Iron Cheek, uh, but know mm-hmm. him from Twitter, uh, knowing the guy that constantly tweets in all caps, fuck Hulk Hogan. So I think, you know, in a weird way, it's like that it, it, to us in a weird way, uh, to, to the younger audience, his legacy is Twitter, which is, I think a very, very weird thing. I mean, he was like a weird, like wrestling Twitter account that understood how social media worked immediately. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, yeah. that's a fascinating, uh, aspect to his character, I guess. Um uh, but Dr. yes. the Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so again. Uh, let's talk about uh, AW Collision. That took place last night. It was the debut episode of AW Collision out of the United Center uh, in Chicago, Illinois. Scotty, uh, we have a lot of shit to talk about, so we're not going to do match-by-match reviews for any- anything we're talking about today. But give me your thoughts, your general thoughts, about the debut of AW's new two-hour show.
1: I like I really like the different feel of the show. It it feels like its own thing, which I was hoping would happen, you know, because when we've seen two shows, pretty much two brands in say WWE, the shows just feel the same with different colors. Right? Raw and SmackDown, they're the same show, they just have different wrestlers, different commentators, but overall they're pretty similar, you know, in in production and presentation last night and maybe this is because AEW is still so fresh and new is that instantly collision felt different for me like the the uh, stage was different obviously the colors were different to fit you know collision uh but the music the intro the commentary right Nigel and Kevin Kelly which I, when I saw that I was like definitely didn't expect that but it, it, i'm i'm, yeah. I'm for it. old school roh um you had you just had a different presentation it felt like like it felt i didn't ever feel like i was watching dynamite for a single second of that show um and the crowd obviously did a lot of work in making the show feel better than maybe it was overall but that's what wrestling's all about if a crowd's hot then the show's hot, and that's what ultimately it felt like. And of course, CM Punk did not let me down. Yeah,
0: the show I totally—I mean, obviously, feel wise completely different feel from Dynamite. Yeah, like like astronomically different. I think commentary still has to find their footing a little bit,
1: for sure. For um, sure, you know. The, I think Kevin Kelly needs to get used to calling television again. He, yeah, he hasn't called television in. a decade decade.
0: two decades like a long ass time yeah so i think he he has to figure that out and you know that's fine um the feel of it is definitely different the the matches the matches themselves of the show i didn't think were that great uh especially in comparison to like the previous dynamite which had like at least a four star match for me um nothing really scraped that that high uh for me on this show so In that sense, that was a disappointment. But like beyond like match quality, I guess what was what were we doing with collision? That idea of what's the booking idea about collision? I don't even know if I have an answer for that because that's like it was a lot of like returns with like Andrade returning and Nero returning and fun fact, Luchasaurus having his first match of the year uh and winning the TNT title I like,
1: I liked it better that way when he wasn't wrestling. Um <laughs> I I think yeah, and I think the one thing with this show is they're trying to establish a lot of people at once. Yeah. Which can be a good thing and a bad thing, right? Because yeah.
0: Rather not establishing people, but re-establishing people.
1: Yeah, re-establishing people. Because for me, after watching that show, I mean, I thought Andrade and Miro came off really well. Mm-hmm. I thought Andrade kind of had this huge baby face vibe that I was not expecting him to have at all. Yeah, yeah there, was, there was a weird <laughs> um, energy about him. There is, but he felt a lot more confident in the ring than the last time we saw him in ring. He's always been confident, obviously. Sure. but it was more of the andrade i remember now don't get me wrong guy's huge but he was wrestling like the andrade that i want to see wrestle and i thought he looks good um miro just beat up tony niece but he still did it in a way that obviously got him over mm-hmm. and it'll be interesting to see like where this goes in in weeks to come obviously because chicago's very specific unique spot yeah it'll be everywhere else so it's like okay what works what doesn't um and this show isn't gonna be the work rate show and i think we all kind of knew that um i and i'm okay with that because that's what dynamite is that's yeah. what dynamite's always going to be uh you just need to do more promos and stuff though that's the one thing if you're not gonna be the Work ratey show, you know, you'll have work rate match here or there. Sure. But if you're not going to be the in ring like classics type show that Dynamite has pretty much become, mm-hmm. you're going to need to use those promos to build your shows. I know it's the first show, so I'll wait and see. But like the best segment of the night for me was probably the promo, Um just to kick off the show because it was red hot and it's yeah. So exactly let's got to what... talk
0: about that, right? We got to talk about that CM Punk promo. <sighs> strap in just put my seatbelt on let's go all right <laughs> um all right so give us give me your give us your thoughts cm punk comes out he um, takes off the aw logo reminiscent of his old wwe days mm-hmm. uh and cuts a promo that is very i would i would i think it's fair to say divisive a very divisive it- promo
1: It's kind of like the Scorched Earth type promo.
0: (laughs) A bold Um, move to open up a brand new TV show.
1: (laughs) But here's the thing. Every single time, like when it was over, I said, this is the promos that made people love CM Punk in WWE. But now that people love AEW, they get mad at them. (laughs) Well, because
0: what's interesting is like, I'm glad you brought that up because it what that element is is that people liked it when he did it about WWE cuz people didn't like WWE but yeah. people like AEW so his anti-authority gimmick against AEW uh you know more literal than before probably in some aspects uh yeah. it's it's divisive you know it's divisive it, it, is it, divisive. it allows people to be like is, yeah that's that's his character that's that's Phil Brooks um that's, yeah I don't know. I thought uh, that as an opening. I don't know. I I'm I'm not. I'm first off. I'm going to say everybody gets one. Everybody gets one. He he. This is his first time in the microphone since uh, brawl out. Chomp chomp. Yeah. Uh. Everybody gets one. He got his one. The elite got their one when they were in Chicago and came back for the trios titles and they did the bite and they did the GTS and they did a. Uh, crappy buckshot lariat that failed you know they it did their like a they, lot of shots <laughs> they did <Wait. laughs> yeah they did their shots uh cm punk did his to i guess page and the espn thing and and the counterfeit bucks counterfeit yeah. bucks here no really like omega thing but that's fine
1: no because you don't have a problem with kenny <laughs> yeah
0: yeah um but you know but but first all i'm gonna say is everybody gets their one i'm not gonna be upset yep. at him about that uh, because that's as long as long as he doesn't continue doing that like every single week for the next month or so, I'm gonna be fine. If mm-hmm. he if he comes back next week and he's like, I got some more zingers towards the young bucks, I'm be like, oh dude, come on, shut up. Um, he definitely does. He probably has not loaded, <laughs> locked um, and loaded. But beyond that, I think as an opening of a promo, it's interesting. It's set. I think a, a a weird tone for the show. Like, that's what I mean, that, like, as an opener for a new, brand new TV show, it set a weird tone because it didn't hype up the new show. It didn't hype up his match. It instead vaguely addressed other rumors surrounding him and whether or not people should actually like him or hate him. But mm-hmm. he's not going to, you know, he's not going to back down nonetheless. And then, kind of weirdly set up a, you know, t- you know the uh, I'm I never lost the title, uh, and weirdly yeah. set up a MJF match down the line.
1: Yeah, yeah. The promo, the promo wasn't about collision; it was about CM Punk return. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it. It's about CM Punk coming back and getting all of his stories back on track per se or get his story on track Mm -hmm. maybe not his stories because we know at least the young bucks and the elite that stuff's not going to be happening but with the mjf one i thought that was the best part of his promo because if he just ignored that he was AEW world champion when he left Mm -hmm. and just moved on i don't know that that doesn't make all that much sense and i i thought that was very good um and, and when you say you know it wasn't about the new show it was not about collision i think that's kind of what they were going for overall it's that this is a new show for aw but it's still we've got stories going on we have things going on we are going full throttle moving forward we're not just gonna like oh here's a premiere and then we'll set things up we're gonna set things up from the get-go and hopefully we get to see them all come together because I thought I thought the MJF stuff was very important. I thought that was very good. Um, the Young Bucks stuff, that was expected. We knew that. Um, but I'm really intrigued to see where Punk goes. And I'm okay with him not talking about the match he was in. I know some people were mad about that because, to me, the match was just set to be a match. He had no... Problem with them yet? Now you can build on that Samoa Joe feud that's coming up because now we've seen them in the ring together, now we've seen them exchange, now we can build towards that on next week's show, and so on and so forth. Um, but CM Punk has set himself up, has uh put forward what he's going to be all about, and I think overall, my biggest takeaway is no matter what, when he grabs that microphone you have to be listened. that's that's what he reset easily it's that no matter what all ears all eyes need to be on him when he's talking and i think that became apparent very very quickly um and i, I wonder where or or i wonder how the njf story will go because he's in a story already um with adam cole obviously and I don't think that's ending anytime soon, so we'll have to wait and see. But I think he was trying to get all his jabs in while also kind of pushing his story forward, just so it doesn't look like he's passing on the AW world title.
0: Yeah, my best guess with the MJF stuff is, I don't know, All Out, maybe? You know, if we're assuming that Adam Cole is... Actually, I don't know where Adam Cole is. Maybe he's on a one-off thing in the summer or something. Uh, I I would have thought maybe all out, but I wouldn't think that we're gonna hold off Punk until, you know, maybe MJF does all in and then all out back to back. Adam Cole, CM Punk. Maybe I don't know. Um, I have no idea what's gonna happen with that.
1: Working champion.
0: Yeah, working champion at the very least. Um, Has
1: never fit the MJF bill, <laughs> but okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. It, I I've said it before in the show that. Uh, um that he, bringing CM Punk into this company and having him gone for so long was like a weird like you open the pandora's box and i guess the answer to like what was inside the box is ultimately a cm punk shaped pipe bomb that we don't know it, it cuz it it did it does feel like we're on eggshells just a smidge but i want to see i i didn't walk away from this episode of collision really jazzed for the next episode of collision, Mm -hmm. but I'm still going to watch. I don't know. I right now. I feel like I am watching like a car wreck on the, on the side of the road where it's like, I'm just, I I don't know what's happened, what happened to it. It could be nothing could be something, but I'm just going to watch it from afar and and see what happens. I'm still going to watch collision. Not saying that last night was a car wreck by any means, But just this idea of like, I don't exactly know what the the not not the point. The point's not the word, but you know the the philosophy, the feeling, the vibe of collision that we're supposed to be getting. I got that dynamite episode one. Uh, I got that kind of with rampage episode one, and then it faltered. I didn't really get that with collision, and I want to see what that will be, and maybe next week. May, well, maybe what we won't really feel it until after Forbidden Door because next week will be the Go Home Show. Yeah, Door, so it, it,
1: it's starting at a weird time where yeah. like maybe. we're also in the middle of a build towards a pay per view that's next week mm-hmm. that some talent may or may not be on or aren't building towards at all. So it's like, all right, let's just wait until that's over. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for Joe and Punk mm-hmm. because the moment they stepped in the ring. It felt like it it was it had an electricity that you don't really see two people step in the ring for. We've only we see it very rarely when uh Omega and Danielson stepped in the ring for the first time together. You felt that electricity when Okada and Danielson step in the ring. I'm sure we'll feel that next weekend. Oh yeah, I felt that with Joe and Punk, like the crowd lost their minds when they stepped in there. They didn't have to touch. They just stared each other down. And you're like, all right, this is what I'm here for. Because you know the promo battles between these two are going to be what sells everything. Yeah, That's what they're best at, and that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing babyface Andrade because I'm just, maybe it's more me being confused, but I'm excited for it because, Mm. I don't know. He just came off a lot better this go around already to me than last go around in AEW overall. Mm. Like his last time in AEW, he just felt like he was trying to be something that he wasn't. Yeah, this felt a lot more natural for him. Uh, just you know, doing cool stuff and and looking good in the end and and, back elbowing Buddy Matthews into a Bolivian and doing the figure eight like that was great. People lost their minds for that. It's like play to that type of stuff. But I'm definitely with you because those are the two things that i did take away everything else was like eh, not 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 my cup of tea necessarily yeah. uh luchasaurus winning lol like this belt is dead yeah and that's not a collision problem that's an aw problem and it has been for a very long time i will say uh, though
0: christian celebrating with the title belt is gave me hope
1: that christian was a champion <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was it was you know the Jeff Jarrettism of celebrating the title win without having the title, but actually having the title, uh, yeah. was perfect, yeah. and I liked it. I, I mean, in a weird way, if you like look at that story as like still part of the Jungle Boy story, you know, like the mentor that was meant to train yeah. up Jungle Boy that then turned his back and was able to then get Luchasaurus a title win, uh, you know, like that that is something that's kind of interesting, yeah. especially how jungle boy might be playing out uh moving forward uh and potentially turning heel on hook uh definitely turning heel on you yeah. oh yeah oh yeah, yeah but yeah sorry go ahead um what else did but, yeah and... what else did not work for collision
1: um what else did not work for collision i thought the women's stuff was fine it was just continuation of the dynamite women's stuff so it's not like do you think that Tony Khan has no idea what he's doing with the women's division. Yeah. Do you think that Mercedes would
0: have been on this show?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think CM Punk had her locked in. Yeah, that's what I think. I think she was that second surprise, and especially if she was gonna maybe be at Forbidden Door. Yeah. And we, do you, you remember don't have to think she's gonna build to the show. Do you remember how we were talking? Like everyone was talking about that second surprise for the longest time mm-hmm. for the Collision debut. I think it was ultimately going to be her um, wrestling or something. And of course that's not happening now. Um, So I think that definitely didn't help this. Uh, What else didn't work? I didn't care about the, miro tony nissing because you just knew it was a squash but it was a,
0: yeah it was a squash it, who cares i guess it got
1: know. the job done for miro yeah um i'm intrigued to see i will say i am intrigued to see i said with andrade but who helps andrade like is it going to be roosh and is that or is it not
0: yeah that's that's what's going to be interesting uh
1: is if, if we work towards andrade versus roosh <laughs> All right, collision. Back on track, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I want, baby. That's what I. I want. think that's where we're going.
0: Yeah, and I think I think that's. I mean, ultimately, like I don't know where we're going. I guess is that
1: like. No, that's a good thing, but in, a bad
0: thing. It's a good thing in some ways, a bad thing in others, because it's like okay, we they they introduced yeah. all the players on the board, but except for Thunder Rosa, except for Thunder Rosa. Um, but, or at least to us, we, they, they introduce all the players on the board, I should say, yeah. besides Thunder Rosa, but no moves have really been made right. yet. And that's why I'm like, I'm more intrigued to see what happens with collision episode two, probably yeah. collision episode three, uh, than anything else at this point. I, I, I almost yeah. feel like we can't judge collision until then.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think collision will have a pro- a long-term problem, um, that. And I've always felt this way. It's it's CM Punk and everyone else in that a lot of the other mainstays for the brand don't come close to his level. Oh, yeah. And I think that's going oh, yeah. to be tough. Like if you watch this show and you're first time viewer, maybe you walked away thinking Andrade was a pretty high level star because of how loud his, but otherwise it's like no one else even. St- comes close to this guy
2: maybe, i mean i'll give joe Jay white yeah. like yeah. but
1: like they're i don't consider them just locked in for this show mm-hmm. like joe's still gonna be on ring of honor and Jay, Jay and juice i think will go on Dynamite here and there mm-hmm. uh i'm talking andrade miro thunder rosa scorpio sky like starks highs. I, Yeah, Starks and Hobbs, like, I don't think any of them get to that level. But like Punk said, this is a sink or swim scenario for a lot of people on this show. If they don't make it, you know what? You'll probably be filtered out and you'll bring in the next people and so on and so forth. And I think that that's how it should be, truthfully. You know, because this is a secondary primetime show. Mm -hmm. You don't want to just go for, you know, months of mediocrity. Just to, uh, you know, get buried. You want you want to make people watch the show, and I think they're going to need more people to help do that.
0: Yeah, and to keep the pool scenario, we just threw everybody into the pool, and next yeah. week, and the week after, we'll see who sinks and swims. You know, it's yep. we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, so, we won't uh, know what collision is until week three, I think. Yeah, I wish we saw more
0: of it. That being said, I do wish there was a specific you know, mindset of what collision is, but the fact that we didn't really get one is to me, slightly disappointment, but also like, all right. Okay. That's what it is. I guess
1: reintroducing so so many people doesn't help. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Let's talk
0: about the AEW producer system. So obviously it (laughs) seems that like Tony Khan is starting to assemble backstage a lot more of a writing team as it were with a bunch of producers and, and wrestlers and whatnot. Obviously, we know about Brian Danielson being more involved, but there is a uh, in a weird way, in a bad way, in a good way, a lot of shakeups with AEW backstage as well. In this past week, they hired Impact's Jimmy Jacobs uh, and also former Impact wrestler Kevin Matthews as producers for AEW. Uh, this was also following, and un- it was unrelated, but follows after AEW earlier this week. Uh, fired B.J. Whitmer, uh, a, a former wrestler and AEW backstage producer that has been with the company since the beginning um, after a domestic violence arrest. Uh, so B.J. Whitmer's out. Jimmy Jacobs is in. Kevin Matthews is in. And also, as per Fightful yesterday, apparently on a quote-unquote trial basis, a uh, name that was said that was backstage in sort of a, a producing content role, was Chris Hero. So a lot of shakeups backstage in AEW, and I guess also kind of with Jimmy Jacobs backstage impact. uh, How do you feel about all of these producing shakeups for AEW? And do you think they're positives? Do you think they're negatives? How do you feel about them?
1: I want to applaud AEW for making the move on BJ Whitmer immediately. Um, That's the type of thing you want to see out of a company, obviously. Um, on the other ends uh chris hero like that's a if 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 he's ultimately brought in full time i think that's a great get i think we both agree on that we were singing his praises when west coast pro Mm -hmm. was bringing him in uh i don't know what that means for that that'd be kind of tough if you know he just kind of started that and got kind of had to leave immediately for aw but Hey, why can't he do both? It could mean uh, that the West
0: AD. Coast becomes like a feeder for AEW, which that would hey, be good. They got a lot of talent over there.
1: They do. Um, I think Chris Hero is a great get, especially for Collision. That's a guy that's obviously worked with Punk. Um, that's someone that I think can really connect with him on ideas. And I don't know, maybe somewhere down the line, because he said recently he's not done wrestling. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, he gets back into – ring shape and who knows, maybe you have an angle there somewhere. But as a producer I like that. Uh Jimmy Jacobs, that's a guy that a lot of people love in that company. I'm actually shocked it took this long, yeah. For him to get there. So that was like, oh all right. I mean, I've it took a while, but yeah. you know, he was he was the guy that was fired from WWE for taking the picture with the Elite. <laughs> um so I think it's pretty cool that uh he's in there finally. Um I'll I'll wait and see what his ideas end up being because I guess we don't ever really know because you know Impact wasn't an exciting TV show uh, no. by any means, but and a lot of Jimmy yeah. Jacobs'
0: ideas were uh, a spooky based so yeah,
1: and I don't want many spooky things so no. uh, I'll wait and see. But since since he's so friendly with a lot of them, it makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, and and if I don't recall, he has a lot of spooky ideas, but he's also the guy that, <laughs> you know, with Jericho constructed the Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens segment from years ago. Um, I forget what the name of that segment was. The Celebration of Friendship or something like that. Um, but they constructed that together. So they have ideas. Um, I don't know how he is at producing, like, matches and whatnot, because I don't know what he's been producing. All I know is what content-esque things he's producing. and, one of them is like peak WB, all things, you know, perfectly working. The other one is spooky stuff. So with him, we'll see. Uh, with Kevin Matthews, I know nothing about him. <laughs> Just know he's a former wrestler. I don't know how he, I think this is his first producing role ever. And then Chris Hero. Yeah, Chris Hero, I think if West Coast can become a feeder system, that could be interesting. He obviously, him in the room to me is also huge, uh, especially if he stays because he will have a lot more of that, you know, have a little bit more of that Southern charm to it, but also have a lot more of that strong style Puro thing to it. And already, as we've seen with West Coast Pro, is slowly amassing uh, a lot of Joshi contacts, which I think could be uh, really cool for having an AEW. I think we could use another another round, of another wave of Joshi wrestlers
1: in AEW. So You it, will get sky blue and you will like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look man, I I guess I'll accept Sky Blue for now, but if I could if I could pick up I don't know uh uh Mio Momono or something, that could be fun.
1: hey. Oh, hey. That's fine. <laughs> It'd be better than not wrestling at all. Uh I will say, you know, here's the number one Sky Blue by the way has been on 3 straight <laughs> AEW television episodes. Um which is wild. Uh, I'm I'm hoping this all means good TV. that That's what I mean at the end of the day. That's all I give yeah. a shit about. I don't care. You know, I don't care about the backstage politics anymore. I don't. I don't. brawl out. took it all out of me. Uh-huh. I don't care anymore. Just create good wrestling television. That's what Dynamite's been doing. That's what I hope Collision goes on to do. That's all I'm asking for. Rampage is dead. I don't give a shit.
2: Moving Rampage on. is
1: like Rampage is only good if you put cool matches on it. Otherwise, I ain't watching.
0: Speaking of AEW in 2024, it seems like based on an interview on post-wrestling that Tony Khan had, uh, he said he confirmed that Battle of the Belts will be continuing uh, despite Collision showing up on Saturday. Oh. That To me, that reads as it's going to be that extra hour of Rampage. That's what Battle of the Belts will be. Um, that That's just, I assume, what they're going to do since they did that in the past. And then he hinted at he he confirmed that uh wrestling fans will be able to see AEW on television in the new year. Sort of continuing to hint at this idea that it looks like the option was picked up in AEW's Warner Media contract. So it looks like they will be around at least till September 24, 2024 uh in Warner Media. So how do you feel about the belts? and uh how do you feel about them having another year is that a surprise to you at all i forgot about battle
1: of the (laughs) belts I hate that show. Wardlow versus Luchasaurus belongs on Battle of the
0: Boats. Uh, Wardlow versus Luchasaurus <laughs> screams battle of the Bands to
1: me. It does. It does instead of the first match on collision. It will
2: forever uh, go down
0: in the history books as the first match on collision. Luchasaurus beating Wardlow for the TNT title.
1: Uh well the good news is they're around until twenty twenty-four. Uh that you know, getting the options always a good thing. I just hope I desperately hope listen, Tony Khan's a businessman. I'm not, I'm just, I'm just a person talking on a microphone about pro wrestling, but I do hope that Tony Khan is willing to hear people out. If Warner media doesn't give him the right price and the right points, because that's what this is. At the end of the day, you're trying to get the best deals possible for your brand. I know Warner media has done a lot for I mean we're talking about a brand new television on their stations for god's sake right now but just be smart tony please please be smart don't don't settle yeah if they give you a good deal take it great awesome and i'm sure they will i don't expect them to leave warner media but wwe left the exclusive rights deals with both fox and NBC Universal and they're going to go get themselves the best deal.
0: Oh, yeah, that was on the docket next. Uh WWE TV rights deals. They have left the exclusive Windows with NBC Universal and Fox. They left Fox a couple weeks ago and they've officially have NBC Universal. So they are on the seas. Nick big Nick Khan is looking for a a hefty bag of change uh for his wallet. Uh, because they are looking for those new TV rights deals. And piggybacking off of the AEW option year, it's nice that the option year is picked up because then AEW can see what WWE gets, what their value Mm -hmm. is done. And a lot of the reason that AEW was able to sell itself is based off the TV rights value that WWE got. So if they get, as Nick Khan thinks, I think he said like a one and a half, two-time deal, um, Mm -hmm. then AEW is looking good. And AEW is already famously underpaid. Uh, for the amount of stuff that they put out and the amount of ratings that they get, so I think yeah. that could look good for them. be, where do they go? The idea is, <clears throat> well, they could stay on Fox, they can stay on USA. There yeah, is also on Fox. <laughs> yeah, they're probably, they're probably going to try to do Fox. I know. We also know that they have mentioned that they would want to have a deal that simulcast onto cable, like if they did with USA, they would want to simulcast on the NBC. Don't think that will ever happen if Monday Night Raw has to stay on Monday nights, which Nick Conn has said, we're willing to move it. Um, So that will be interesting because it's not going to work with Monday Night Football. Um, But the other places that were pitched were Disney's FX, working with Disney. Uh, There's also uh, Apple TV, Amazon Prime, and then, of course, Warner Media as the dark horse. Uh, Where do you
1: think WWE could go? why if if disney bought them what the hell is keeping them off of abc there's nothing on abc <laughs> this is gonna become a tv tangent right now but i've never watched something on abc there's nothing i understand like the the finals is on abc because espn puts stuff on there but that's like two weeks out of the entire year there's nothing on abc that could keep raw slash smackdown off of it, mm-hmm. so I just want to say that uh f x is fine it's whatever same same basis as the u s a network pretty much yeah, um, i think disney i think they do have a play here, um i think being part of the disney brand is something that w w e would love to be part of, of course, there's the connection to u f c through mm-hmm. endeavor that's already as part of the disney family via e s p n mm-hmm. so I think that's interesting um i think apple has been one that's popped in and out how serious are they about bringing live content to apple tv yep if they're really serious and this is going there but the furthest they've gone is major league soccer which i would say they went pretty far they went and got lionel Messi for their Mm -hmm. league so maybe (laughs) they are willing to go pretty far sure um which is a big part of that i think they're paying part of the tv rights to him yes to I, sure, yeah, I think i know, read that as well is, which is pretty insane so all right maybe maybe i've been stopped in my tracks um <laughs> and then they've also paid a little bit for baseball as well so if they're serious i think it's an intriguing option mm-hmm. it's not maybe the most intriguing option for wrestling fans yeah but for wwe it absolutely is um just go get the bag. I don't care. like at the end of the day. Go get the bag. And I, I will say, I just wanted to make this comment. I do find it very funny that NXT is a third brand all of a sudden when TV rights deals comes up. <laughs> Great point. We have more content to sell, and hopefully, yeah. Seth Rollins pulls a number
0: that can uh, make people happy.
1: The this is the thing about like pulling a number on an NXT. There's no such thing as that. It has its base <laughs> audience, and maybe a hundred k will jump yeah. in. I don't care if they put Roman Reigns on the damn show. I don't think it's changing. Okay, maybe Roman Reigns was a bad example. Anyone else below Roman Reigns? Yeah, they're not pulling this big change, and I think it'll be interesting. Um, and- I wonder. I think this is the other part that we're not talking about how many relationships do they sell these shows to because we why are we acting like they're gonna put them all under one one umbrella they good didn't point. do that this past time good point if they could sell raw to one place nxt to oh, I don't know, if anyone else if someone buys nxt solo they're nuts but if you buy <laughs> nxt by itself good for you someone buys smackdown if if SmackDown and Raw are two different things, maybe one's on Apple, one's on Disney, mm-hmm. how could you be upset as WWE? They're going to do just fine, whether it's on NBC Universal. They're not gonna be on Fox mm-hmm. or elsewhere. I think NBC Universal should be out of the question, though. They've been there forever.
0: Yeah, and and I mentioned it before, but they're doing it at a time now where, in real life, the w- WGA strike is happening. So, no, yes. no original content is being made. At the same time, luckily enough for WWE, they, are, they have a massive TV rights deal happening with live content. Uh, what? Uh, six hours of live content immediately available, plus streaming content. Uh, for 52 weeks of the year, that's a lot of stuff. And these TV networks aren't gonna have anything written till probably September, and then they start filming. And you know, like fall fall TV lineup is completely out the window practically because right now is when writers would be typically writing for fall TV. Uh, you know, there could be scabs all over the place, but who the hell knows? We don't like them um but at the very least you know if you bring in wwe that is you know or if they split it up but at the most 6 hours of tv content that you automatically have that you don't have to write for uh and that it takes a lot of stuff of your back so they've they've stumbled across a good time for uh for wwe so i i would say uh good on them i should say uh one bad thing that they may have stumbled across is this continued lawsuit between WWE and MLW because uh, this past week, a judge in the case or the judge in the case denied WWE's motion to dismiss the MLW antitrust lawsuit. So it is continuing in the four page, 14 page statement, judge Edward Avila disagreed with several points in WWE's motion, including their stance that wrestling is an interchangeable programming option for broadcasters. And that quote, the court finds that MLW has sufficiently pleaded circumstantial evidence of WWE's monopoly power. Um, So, yeah, this thing is continuing. Um, From Thursday's denial, quote, at the pleading stage, MLW's allegations of the revenues generated from the sale of professional wrestling media rights and WWE's 92% share of that revenue, with the next largest competitor possessing a 6% share, are sufficient to show dominance in the marketplace. In addition to defining the relevant market and alleging WWE's dominance in that market, MLW has also sufficiently alleged barriers to entry as required to show circumstantial evidence of market power. So the judge in this case believes that there is truth to what MLW is saying, that WWE has a lot of the market share and controls a lot more of the market than uh, most people probably believe. So, this case is continuing. Will MLW never stopping to take down WWE? Will they do it? What do you think, Scotty? Do you think MLW
1: can win this lawsuit? I can't believe we're still talking about this. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I can't believe this is still going. Will they win? I don't know. They'll probably just get bought off eventually. Like, like, if you make enough if you make yourself enough of a threat in in the courtroom to wwe eventually they're just going to give you money so you go away right that's kind of how everything works for them so i think that's what's going to happen here like listen mlw isn't going to just get bigger because they win this lawsuit sure no one's watching their shows it's just not gonna happen no one cares and that's how i feel about it uh but good for them that they continue to fight the good fight and uh you know they got screwed up without being on tubi so uh (laughs) that's what this is all about it's all about tubi it's not even like it's, it's not even like they were gonna get on like some form of like decent fox it was just gonna be tubi yeah
0: i i i'm intrigued by the lawsuit just because You know, obviously the judge believes that this is a case, and it's going to come down to. It is a case. It's a it's a fair case. I think I am fascinated to see. Let's say MLW wins. What that would mean for WWE, you know, if they if they say that WWE is a monopoly or whatever, uh, how they would then break up the WWE monopoly? That seems that seems fascinating to me.
1: What what would that look like? i don't think they can't <laughs> like like in all seriousness like how do you break up the monopoly without just being like all right LLW, here's your money like tubi's not just gonna be like oh we'll take you now <laughs> let's let's google how to
0: break uh how to break a monopoly hmm, let's see uh it's
1: something about the board game
0: uh nothing this doesn't tell me anything uh Sherman Antitrust Act that's the thing that the lawsuit's about uh yeah there's no real help here there's no real help here I'm not a lawyer uh but I think that's interesting I I think it's interesting the the thought experiment that is continuing and the fact that the judge fully believes that there is a case here MLW has a shot here and if MLW's entire purpose in the world was to somehow break up WWE all right. <laughs> I'm okay with that. That's fascinating to watch.
1: So, uh, MLW did what WCW and AEW could.
0: <laughs> I just think that would be fascinating. Um, let's move right along and talk about Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door coming up next week, June 25th, out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, in the Scotia Bank Arena. This, of course, is the AEW New Japan crossover show um we will probably have more matches announced but boy howdy scotty god uh, i
1: hope so there's
0: only four <laughs> there's only five <laughs> announced technically but uh, uh well no four announced but five presumed um if there are more i don't i didn't even need i don't even need these extra mat, these extra fo- three matches the two we already had announced were fantastic now we got five matches that are fantastic who knows what else is going to be on this goddamn card where's evil that's uh- what i want to know uh, That's
1: right, folks. You you heard it here first. Ryan said a match with Jungle Boy is fantastic. Well, Things are happening. Well, yeah, I guess I did say. You that. said it. No, 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 no. You said it. I didn't explicitly say it, but I implied it. You didn't I? implied it, and that was enough for me to call you out on it.
0: So the matches that are announced are presumed to be announced so far are the Sonata versus Jack John- Jack Perry IWGP World Heavyweight Title match, Orange Cassidy versus Zack Saber Jr. for the AEW International Title. MJF versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for the AEW world title, Brian Danielson versus Kazuchika Okada, and Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay for the IWGP US heavyweight title. I presume more matches will be announced in this upcoming week, but already, Scotty, how you feeling? Give me the vibe check on Forbidden Door.
2: It's so good. (laughs) It's so
1: good. Um, Just, okay. We're gonna. You went over the lineup. This was the lineup last year. Okay, it was Bishamon versus the factory. Oh, yeah. Lance Archer versus this is all the pre show, but sure. Lance Archer versus Nick Comaroto, uh, Swerving Our Glory versus Suzuki Goon. I remember that being kind of fun. That
2: was good.
1: Um, and uh, the Max Castor and the Gun Club beating LA Dojo. Minoru Suzuki and the Sex Gods versus Eddie Kingston, Shooter, Wheeler Yuta, FTR versus United Empire, and Roppongi Vice, Pack versus Clark Connors, Miro, and Malachi Black. You get my point. You get my point. You just have, like, all these matches that just kind of had to get strung together because the big hitters weren't available. Mm-hmm. Now there's so many big hitters available, and we don't have half of them on the show yet. Yeah but it doesn't matter because we have two of the biggest matches of the entire year as your double main event. <laughs> and those aren't even involving the world title. <laughs> the world titles happen to be interesting matches with Sonata and Jack Perry probably bringing out the best of, both of them because it's going to be a fast paced sonata match and you know how much we love those mm-hmm. i'm excited for that one mm-hmm. and then you got mjf working hiroshi tanahashi could you name a better opponent for mjf as the dickhead heel mm-hmm. than the ace than the ultimate baby face nah this is this is everything I didn't need anything after Okada and Danielson. I really didn't. I didn't give a shit about anything else. I was like, we're set. We're good. This is the match. This is all that matters. And then they said, all right, we're going to have both world title matches defended. Yep. Or both world titles defended. And they ended up being good. We're probably going to have Orange Cassidy and Zack Sabre Jr., which is going to obviously be great. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be more. Yeah. There we don't even have the Blackpool Combat Club on here yet.
0: We don't even have any tag titles on here yet. Oh my god, this is wonderful. I I I, this is already shaping up as another show of the year contender. I mean, this forbidden door. It's not even a contender.
1: (laughs) I'm gonna call it the show of the year as long as those last two matches deliver. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man it's unbelievable we're gonna probably have tony storm and willow which is pretty good Mm -hmm. uh obviously that was sort of mercedes so yeah but that was gonna be mercedes serea and like
0: yeah, serea has been gone too i've noticed
1: yeah that's fine she's been disappeared uh but let's preview this show huh
0: yeah, well, did you see the Hiroshi Tanahashi preview? Uh not preview, but the promo from you Tanahashi. name correct? Where, yes. Where, well, he is constantly. He's like, oh, what is it? What is it? And he's and then at the end of it, he's like, I'll figure it out when I wrestle him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I don't know who this guy is, but I'll I'll make sure I know Deserved. who you are. Deserved. After. Uh, yeah, no, I I I'm excited for this. Zack Saber Junior. Orange Cassidy. That's the match that will be. I think that's going to be really good. I think that, uh, I mean, Omega, Osprey Okada. 15-minute sprint. Yeah. Uh, Jack Perry, Sonata will be a 15-minute sprint. Ideally, it should be a 50 minute sprint where Jack Perry it, loses. Well,
1: because the, oh, Jack Perry's definitely going to lose. Like, 100%. 100%. About, uh, the, the interesting thing is, right, is like those last, those two big matches, they're going to get a lot of time. Yeah. And rightfully so. Yeah. So how do you book the rest of the show? Because I'm gonna guess, last year had 13 total matches, four on the pre-show, nine on the main card. Jesus, um, we have five, six if you do Willow versus Storm. So I'm gonna guess this this year is eight or so on the main card, and then you have to have pre-show matches. I think. Yeah. So we're um, adding. We have to around.
0: add. If not, if we're already adding Willow and Storm. Then we have to add two more matches on top of that.
1: Yeah, And I, I'm sure you'll have the Blackpool Combat Club on there. Or you should, at least. We've We've T, Star- Sting, and Darby, I'm thinking maybe it's Dudes with Attitude versus uh, Jericho, Suzuki, and
0: Guevara. Do you see that they changed that match for Dynamite?
1: Yeah, they changed it to them with Suzuki against... Uh, it was like Action and Ready AR Fox, yeah.
0: and... Um... The so, D- Darius Martin, right?
1: So, I'm guessing that's what they're going to do. They're going to put some form of that on pay per view instead, which is a weird switch, but mm-hmm. all right. Um, but yeah, there's just so much to like about this. Is Dudes of Attitude do you think we're going to have
0: Shingo in there as the uh, other dude?
1: Gotta have this. He's he's a key
0: part of the dude's of attitude. Well, he's the guy with the attitude. We could have, we could have him in the Sh- Dudes of Attitude thing. But we also could have who was originally the fourth member of that dude's Nevada dude team, Hiromu.
1: That's true. I forgot about him because remember um, he popped out because of COVID. I think that's a possibility. Um Let me and then is, is the we... CMLL shows this week that uh, the they're doing the Fantastic Mania or whatever in CMLL. Uh,
0: I think maybe the this upcoming week. I want to say hmm. that they are. I'm not 100% confident in that, but I want to say that they are. Um, let, me, let me let me take a look, Ski, real quick. Yeah, I mean, um, Naito would be in the area. There's always Naito and Bushi and
1: uh, Doki. Doki's available. June, they're doing it June 30th, so that means Naito, Desperado, they will be around. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if Naito's around you get him on the show. <laughs> I don't care if he's wearing a t shirt or not. Mm-hmm. Uh he is someone you get on that show. Uh but yeah, this is and and is is it me or does it feel like we should just leave the bullet club stuff out? Like don't don't do it. Well, hold on. <laughs>
0: Are we counting House of Torture? Because I think well, that's different. That's different. House We're of Torture.
1: I don't count them in the Bullet Club stuff anymore. I don't think I've see, I've yet to see Evil and Alex Coglin side by side. Uh. There was a picture <laughs> tweeted out today that was
0: Coglin, Connor's kid, and uh, uh, Maloney uh, flexing next to uh, uh, Dick Togo. And I was like, "All right, baby, House of Torture is in, woo! <laughs> oh,
1: let's boy. get it,
2: let's get um,
1: it." Yeah, I, 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 I don't know, I don't know, I don't yeah. know what else to add to this. You just have to have Blackpool Combat Club on here because I pitched
0: it: Blackpool Combat Club versus House of Torture. That That's would be the match. such
1: a bad decision. <laughs> Based <laughs> off of how, what Blackpool Combat Club is doing right now, mm-hmm. and the level they're at, and who's available in New Japan, that would make sense. Because here's the thing, Moxley needs to be on the show because he's doing stuff with them yeah, all the time again. Like, he is going to Japan for the Independence Day shows. He's having two matches on those shows now.
0: Yeah, do you think that we could do a match of, like, Moxley, Shooter versus Despy and... Ren Narita, maybe?
1: You know, that's something? I, I mean, I wouldn't be upset. You
0: know, tease. you know, Suzuki would possibly be busy if we're putting him with the Sting stuff, with Jericho. Um, yeah. uh, and then Narita and Yeah. And then you could do June Kasai, but I feel like you save him. Um, yeah, I... I, I I know, I know. This show's going to be good, man. There's so many other matches that could happen that, like, this is what's great about these years and also kind of why I like a a roster split is that, like, when they do come together, if you hold them off for so long and they come together, you have all these abundance of match combinations that any one of them we could come up with would be fantastic.
1: Why don't you just do Blackpool Combat Club versus LIJ? You could do that. Naito, Shingo, and Hiromu, call it a day. Or you bring over the big sewage, but I don't know if anyone can handle the gene blast right now. <laughs> if, <you laughs> if anyone's ready to get gene blasted, it's
0: uh, a Toronto, Brian Ontario cat. Oh. Well, hold on. <laughs> 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 is there any other thoughts about Forbidden Door that you have? I think this show is going to be fantastic.
1: Um, I think Brian Davison versus Kazuchika Okada, if they go 20 minutes or more, will be the match of the year probably true that is my confidence level that is probably true i mean i think okada and we'll talk about this with all together again but i think okada is at maybe the highest level i've ever seen him yeah in terms of his intensity his character work i know a lot of people love the long ass iwgp title run understandably so but there's something different about Okada and the fact that that's going against Brian Danielson. Yeah, maybe. A a saved up healthy Brian Danielson. Uh Uh-huh. Man, that's that's something. Also, I don't know, but it's going to be a hell of a time trying to watch Omega and Osprey try to not only match themselves, Mm -hmm. but also match Danielson and Okada. And I think Danielson and Okada is your main event. I was going to say, what's the main
0: event here? You have two dream matches. You have a dream match. You have a IWGP US heavyweight rematch. And you have two world titles.
1: How, how do you... Here, here's a good question for you. Sure. Or it's not... I know the answer. But how do you keep the world titles out of the main event? You put biggest dream match with no title on the line. In the main event. Yeah. That's like putting the U.S. title. I understand the matches. I understand it's a bigger match, but putting the U.S. title over them in the main event would just look funny to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know about anyone else, but it's like, oh, the IWGP U.S. champion over the AEW World and New Japan World. Like the U.S. title. The U.S. titles never mattered mm-hmm. unless it's between Osprey and Kenny. Like they've made it matter. Um, so I'm guessing it's Okada and Danielson. And I think that's the right way to go because that's the match of this show for me because we've never seen it before.
0: By the way, we also never mentioned Punk being on the show in any capacity, but he's also a huge member of this roster who is now back.
2: Yep. And if you yep. want to,
0: if you want to <laughs> do bullet club, you can continue it. You could do CM, uh CMFTR versus David Finley and the war dogs as a trios mm, match that's, that would be a that's definitely fine. be a match that will be a match and we probably have an idea who the winner is going to be uh
1: but that's besides the point better not be Bullet club <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know like uh, like that's the thing it's like you got moxley not on the show right now you have punks not on the show are we gonna bring these guys on you have a bunch of other people not on the show
1: sure sure uh shibata's probably
2: gonna be on the show oh uh, i don't know maybe
1: I don't know. I'm looking at the lineup of like for New Japan. It's like there's so many people that just aren't on this yet. Yeah. Like I feel like you have to get Shooter on this show because Shooter last year used that to kind of propel himself to, uh, because he had a star making, he lost, but he had a star making performance. I thought last year.
2: Mm-hmm. You have
1: Suji obviously as a possibility. You got, oh my God, there's just so much we need. There's not enough time, folks. And we're having the New Japan, uh, the uh, Owen Hart tournament matches. Yeah, <laughs>
0: you know, we didn't even talk about what those single matches will probably
1: be. I hope they don't involve Ricky Stark's and Powerhouse Hobbs.
0: Well, we know for a fact they're in the tournament, so they're probably going to be involved. Give me
1: Powerhouse Hobbs and Shingo. Powerhouse Hobbs and Ishii. Powerhouse Hobbs and Gene Blast. <laughs> yes. Now we're talking. Now I wanna <laughs> see Power
0: Hobbs get gene blasted out of his boots. That's what I wanna see. That's what I wanna see. Oh, uh boy. and then Ricky Starks as well uh, against uh I don't know uh show. Um let's move right along. To the G1 climax blocks were announced along with the schedule, but uh Did you say show? I don't know, And He's we're pulled, gonna
1: move on from this?
0: <laughs> pull a name out of my butt. Uh G1 climax, the blocks were officially announced. Uh where we left off we talked about the participants that were announced and now we have the blocks uh so let's get some quick thoughts on these in a block what we sort of thought would have been maybe the okada block it's not the okada block but in fact it's the sonata it block. Is the
1: okada block without okada
0: that's yeah i guess that's true so we got sonata chase owens hikaleo red narita shoda umino yoda suji gabe kid and kaito kiyomiya thoughts on
1: this block What do I I have to do to get Chase Owens and Nicolio the hell out of this block? What do I got to do?
2: I
0: was listening to Chris Samsa, I think, on the flagship, and he made a good point of, like, Chase Owens being in this block, the only good thing you get out of Chase Owens in this block is he can then go backstage and tell the upper management, hey, okay, this guy's good. You know this. You know he's going to be wrestling a bunch of young guys, right? So he's going to be able to go back there and be like, "All right, this guy's good. This guy's fine. This guy's he's the guy that can give information versus like Sonata versus you know. I think that's I think there's only two. You know, Hikale not going to be giving information to the upper management team. That's the only upside to Chase Owens being in this block to me. Um,
2: but yeah, I know you.
1: Don't there's no him. upside to Chase Owens being in this block. This lousy fuck sucks. I don't want him on here. I don't like him. I don't like who he is. I don't like that he's in this. I can't stand him. That being said, looking forward to the young guys <laughs> showing up. Yeah. Um. I love. I love that Kaito's in this, mm-hmm. but I really wish Sonata wasn't because I really wanted one of the the young guys and Kaito to make it out. Yeah, but like, how do you have the world champion not be one of the two to make it out of the block? That's a great point. You I gotta, mean, it's it's certainly possible,
0: but uh, it would involve a couple losses, and it's just a matter of like
1: who are those
0: losses? Uh, you know,
1: Sonata could lose to like Shoda and Suji. I mean, Sonata will lose to Suji. Yeah, but I think Sonata and Suji is a good one. Like he could lose to. Those two, but you're not gonna have him lose to Kaito, because I could then s- it's like you had your world champion lose to Noah guy.
0: Yeah, I could see Hikaleo beating Sonata. They did just belt. They you know they belted up Hikaleo with the strong oh, title. Nasty. I I I don't. I wouldn't like it, but I think they no. could. It would be more believable because of the whole belting up situation. If we had if we I had mean- to pick three people, <laughs> it's Hikaleo it's it's uh it's hikaleo it's yoda suji i don't know i think kaito kiyomiya has an outside chance
1: i if i if we were to pick three people i just do shooter yoda and kaito and just make it simple yeah but that's true can't keep it that way so uh yeah it will be interesting um i will say that hey i get to skip 14 matches in this block so that's nice
0: <laughs> I I will also say one downside I have about this block is that there's a bunch of the young guys are in it. Um, I wish they were more separate young
1: guys in it. Not all of them are in it, but uh, but all the Okada young guys. Yeah. 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 That's true. (laughs) Uh,
0: They're all fighting for a chance to beat up Okada uh, in the semifinals. Um, Because if I'm not mistaken, at the semifinals, it's
1: the winner of the A block and the winner of the B block will go head to head. Oh man. Try to have fun trying to figure that out yeah that that was painful i was like i don't know what this means (laughs) um i think samson probably has it probably um
0: but i wrote while you look that up i'm gonna say that uh i the one bad side to having much of the young guys in the same block to me is i've uh, always a big proponent of the g1 in tournaments like this the five star are tournaments where people can figure themselves out and i think it will be as we kind of saw with the best of super juniors when you have a lot of the younger guys who are figuring themselves out against other young guys who are figuring themselves out, you don't really get like a coherent guy coming out of the tournament. Uh, you know, you need, he they need more experienced wrestlers and there aren't a lot of experienced wrestlers in here. The most experienced wrestler in here, is, the, the two or most experienced wrestlers that are in here that are uh, are Chase Owens and Sonata, if I'm not mistaken, and Sonata is also kind of figuring himself out uh, to a certain extent. And then the other one's Chase Owens. So, you know, a lot of these guys are still have to figure Man. themselves out. And I don't think it's the best block for them uh, to do so. That's my one downside to this block. I think doing it together
1: is interesting. Mm-hmm. I think Suji and Shoda right, having a match against one another to tr- try and bring each other up is exciting. I think... The same goes for Narita with them. Um, mm-hmm. I th- so I think that's the interesting part, but I'm definitely with you. It's like, I wish they had a few, uh, uh, one more heavy hitter with them. Yeah. Like a Shingo or some guy like that that would really bring the best out of them. Uh, but hey, you're still going against the world champion no matter how you slice it. Um, mm-hmm. Even if Sonata's still figuring himself out in this new role, I think Sonata's still already better than what he was. So I'll take that yep. anyways. Uh, so this is the quarterfinals and then the semifinals. Uh, thank you, Chris Samsa at the Chris Sampson quarterfinals. A1 versus C2, B1 versus D2, C1 versus B2, and D1 versus A2 is the quarters. With the semifinals being A1 or or C2 versus B1 or B2 and C- <laughs> C1 versus b two no c one or b two versus d one a two so as you can see, I had no help there, but that is that is it, yeah, okay, so your only shot at getting kaito nokata is the semis or finals,
0: yes, I think
1: yes, no, that is correct i I remember someone saying that, okay,
0: yeah, so that I think that's interesting I would like i think I think we could be on the path of like Kaito Kiyomiya versus Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. I think that's I think that's, I think so. my best guess. I could see Kaito maybe beating Okada in the semifinals and then. But then going on to the finals? No, that seems weird. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, maybe like Shooter beats Kaito in this? Oh, no, because they're in different
1: things. It's being split up they differently. Ch- they changed the length this year too, right? 20 minutes?
0: Yeah, they shortened it uh, to 20 minutes, which. Uh, it's good in some ways, but for the most part, most of the matches, on average, according to Chris Samsa. uh, World of Sport. Let's give him a proper plug. Uh, World of Sport. Uh, he World of Sport. No, that's a little London thing. World it's of Pro Wrestling. Sport Whatever of Pro
2: Wrestling.
0: I'll Pro butcher his plug. Have him on the show. We'll, he'll do the plugs proper. Um, he also stated that like the mo the average of match length for G one Climax is sub twenty minutes, so it's like. Uh, it's shorter, but not it's the, like they're uh, already change. they're already shorter than twenty minutes, so it's not that easy. Yeah. It's event. just the main events. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Uh, the B block: Kazuchika Okada, Yoshihashi, Taichi, Kenta, Great Okan, Will Osprey, Tangaloa, and El Phantasmo. I'm already circling Okada and Osprey. Uh, I'm gonna circle Osprey and El Phantasmo, because that should be good. I'm circling Osprey, Great Oka.an I'm basically circling Osprey matches. Uh, real and- original
1: <laughs> for the Ryan Nightsea brand.
0: I'm circling uh, Taichi and Kenta
1: for some reason.
0: I feel like that's
1: interesting to me. You're like, they're going to bring up the King's Road versus Noah. Let's do I'm it, baby. Run. Let's do it.
0: Uh, <laughs> All Japan versus Noah. Let's throw it back. Uh, what do you think about B-Block?
1: Watch Yoshihashi and Taichi just have an absolute banger. <laughs> I know it. I know it. Uh, B-Block is the Okada and Osprey block. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. They're They're winning. Yeah. Yeah, I,
0: they, I I think this is that clear. I think I think they're winning. I think if we wanted to pick a third outside dark horse person, I think El Phantasmo's up there just because they're pushing him a little bit. Um, Taichi maybe, Taichi, but now with uh, Sonata as the lead, just five guy guy. I don't really know. Um, guy, guy, just five guy five, five, yeah, five, it, guy. It,
1: it's Okada, Osprey, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. not. The prettiest block.
0: But a but a solid one. I mean It's a solid block.
1: If it was Kenta that I enjoy, then yeah, but it's not. That's why I'm not um, circling the Taichi match. <laughs> Let's get, if,
0: that's the only match uh, where I think we can get the Kenta we
1: enjoy. Tangaloa hasn't wrestled in like a decade. Yeah. He's uh, coming back from injury. Uh, Yoshihashi's good. He's a worker. ELP, this will be a good block for him. Uh um, yeah, I agreed. Yeah, it's fine block. Nothing
0: special. Yeah, I think it's I think it's perfectly solid. We're gonna get matches that are solid in here. Yeah. Uh C Block, David Finley, Tomohiro Ishii, Evil, Tama Tonga, Shingo Takagi, Aaron Hanari, Eddie Kingston, Mikey Nichols. Now I know what you're thinking, Scotty, Eddie Kingston, Ishii, Shingo, those should be some heavy hitter matches. But I want to real really quickly circle the match that Everyone knows is the best match on here, and that is, of course, Evil versus Tamatonga, my guy. That, of course, is gonna be the match of the tournament yet again, baby. Yet again.
1: Uh, I know <laughs> Finley and Evil is a main event for one night, <laughs> yes, that is true. That's that
0: that's an interesting bullet club yeah. drama of a match right there,
1: yeah. Um, I think this block is better than people acted like it's not great
0: i like but it i i think it i think it might be my favorite block
2: i think yeah i think it might be my favorite block uh, uh, i don't know if i have a
1: favorite block <laughs> it's a bad though no and i think that's okay um i think the same goes for d block d block the d block only has one low point um but that low point is... d block is rough it's very low, but I don't have to watch any match. Because so. what's the okay. low
0: point? What's the low point of C Block? Uh, it's,
1: it's either evil.
0: It's either evil or Mikey Nichols. Uh, pick your poison. Or
1: Aaron Hernare. Aaron Hanare is fine. No, he stinks. <laughs> That's no. fair. That's fair. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. I mean, uh, I think I think this has. I think C Block has higher highs. Uh, they yeah, don't have as sure. low of lows as other blocks do. Um, but I think they have uh some higher high well
1: yeah but you're like the only person that's gonna sing the praise of Tama versus evil every as day I every should week. and as I, I know, shall. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh this should be fine. I think it's a crime if Shingo's not leaving this block.
0: Yeah, that's that's an
1: interesting one. The top two guys here. I will say the this this block has the most like interesting possibilities in mm-hmm. terms of Potential people leaving it as the winner. Like Hanari's not. No. Nichols isn't Ishi's not. But everyone else is in play.
0: Yeah. Evil's always an outside chance. Finley's getting pushed. Kingston, who knows? Shingo. Obviously good good chance as well. And have you seen the final nights? Uh No, I have not. For the final nights of the quarterfinals? We'll go,
1: and... we'll go over, but they do not give you a clue of who's moving on. Great. And I think that's exciting. Uh, um, D Block,
0: Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tetsuya Naito, Hiroki Goto, Zack Sabre Jr., Toriano Jeff Cobb, Shane Haston, Alex Coughlin, in the same breath that A Block had a lot of young guys, and I wish that they had more of a year experience guy, I'm circling Alex Coughlin post-G1 tournament. Alex Coglin will have matches against Cobb, Saber, Goto, Naito, and Tanahashi. Along with Shane Haste and Toriano. Alex Coughlin, I'm big time circling. Big time circling to see what he looks like coming out of this tournament. Big Alex Cog. Guy. I got I got big Alex Coglin esque eyes on him. You got Coglin
1: fever! Um i trying to do his face. I think this is like I said, I think this is a pretty good block. I th- I think, you know, Outside of Viano, you have a lot of good matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Naito and then take your pick between Cobb, Sabre. Yeah, it's interesting because Tanahashi is not
0: like, I don't think he is a solid pick to be
1: a, a winner in no. this block. No, he also. so here are your block final, your final block nights, mm-hmm. which is never easy because let me tell you, you can't guess based off of these. Oh, we I will. S- Sonata versus Chase Owens. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Strap in. <laughs> Red Narita versus Kaito Kiyomiya. Eh, that's a good one. Uh Shoto Umino versus Hikaleo. And Yodasuji versus Gabe Kid. I mean Yodasuji oh. Gabe Kid should be fantastic. Should be. But hey, maybe Yodasuji uh will be bad. How just dare kidding. you? How just dare kidding.
0: You just kidding. I, I hope G- I Gene blast. blast. I hope Jean
1: blast the hell out of you. Uh, August sixth, El Phantasmo versus Will Osprey. Good. That should be good. Zuchko Kata versus Tango Loa.
0: It's Okada will be fine.
1: <laughs> it'll be f- it's Okada uh, match. But this is the block finals, is my point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Chi versus Great Okan, and Yoshihashi versus Kenta. The all caps match,
0: yeah. To me, that seems like Okada is winning the tournament and then it's deciding second place for other people. You mean the block? Yes, deciding the second
1: place of the blocks. Yeah, uh, we'll have Eddie Kingston versus David Finley, mm. which feels like a decider. Yep, um, Shingo Takagi versus Evil, which also feels like a decider. Mm-hmm. Tamatonga versus Aaron Hanari and Tomohiro Ishii versus Mikey Nichols. Could you could you say she and Nichols are out more than that match? Tomatonga
0: could play spoiler maybe for somebody. Yeah. You know
1: he could get in like uh, Master Wato did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, D Block Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Tetsuya Naito. So there you go. Uh, Hiroki Gotō versus Zack Saber Jr. Jeff Cobb versus Shane Haste. and Toriano versus Alex Cobb. God. <laughs> God.
0: versus any anytime
1: anytime i say to you're just like (laughs) ah roll uh, my eyes to the back of my skull um we'll do a full preview for the g1 and give our predictions mm -hmm. but those blocks are definitely interesting to
0: say to say the least they are
2: definitely when does the
0: g1 start the g1 (laughs) will officially begin let me pull up my calendar here Uh, the G one will officially begin July. Come on, load. All right, here we go. Uh, July fifteenth, July fifteenth, the same day as Impact Slamiversary. Fun fact. Uh, July fifteenth, going all the way to August um, thirteenth, a day after Triplemania. It's a lot of wrestling. Got a it's the summer baby we got a lot of wrestling coming down the pipe let's talk about some wrestling that uh real quickly let's talk about some wrestling that we watched uh real quickly uh new japan dominion took place june 4th that was we actually talked about this i looked it up we did i swear we did not talk about this show Are you sure i
1: think we were we recorded on the the fifth uh-huh which was the day after dominion are you sure are you positive well that's unless you uploaded our episode a day late Oh, yeah, we did talk about Dominion. You're right. Yeah, we did
0: talk about, about Dominion. Dominion. Well, that makes my job easier. Moving on to All Together Again. <laughs> all Together Again, the uh, show between New Japan, All Japan, and NOAA. Uh, what are your overall thoughts on this show? What did you take away? What
1: did you like from this show? I felt we were all together again, and I think that means a lot. I think it uh, really filled my heart with a lot of joy that uh, we were all together again. And uh, there was only one match worth watching on this show,
0: and that was the main event of the evening.
1: You want to sing some praises because I know you have some praises to sing. Oh, I got so many praises to sing. I actually watched the majority of this card. I thought, uh, I watched. I think I watched everything on this card. I think uh, everything was pretty good to find, but uh, no, the main event, folks. I mean. You got Kento Miyahara, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kaito Kiyomi versus Kazuchika Okada, Kano, and Yuma Aoyaki. And if you watch this match, or if you watch all together again, and you went in blindly of like, knowing who the big stars are, I don't know how you watch Kento Miyahara and think he is not. One of the biggest stars in the world, and I just and I just sat there and I was like, "How is this guy in all Japan? <laughs> like how is he not on a bigger pedestal because when he shows up to these shows, he gets the reaction you'd hope for and it it, it tells me that he is doing something right, even if all Japan isn't always doing something right um kaito and Okada. These two, these two are writing checks that no one else could cash. They are the rivalry of the year. It's over. It's done. No one's coming back. The rivalry of the year has been locked up folks. And we have had one singles match between them. Everything else is tag matches. Tag match. And there is a good chance. We don't have another
0: singles match from that, from the G1 with them.
1: No, they they. This has it, and, and I remember when we talked about it when it it was made a uh, made a feud essentially earlier this year. It has done everything to bring up Kaito Kiyomiya in ways that, sadly, I don't think Noah can do. <laughs> it's just the truth, like, and I think they know that, and that's why they're okay with this being a feud. Because at the end of the day, he's feuding with the biggest wrestler in Japan. Mm-hmm. And he's benefiting from that. Well, that's already, why.
0: The, the Kiji Muto match already happened.
1: That's why he's not. <laughs> that's why he's not in their tournament. It It's because of this feud. He's not in their tournament. They They said, no, our ace doesn't need to be in our tournament. Because this feud with Kazuchika Okada is more important. And I think that is very telling of Noah's mindset with Kaito Kiyomiya. And I think it's the right mindset with Kaito Kiyomiya. Um, what else in this match? There, you had everything in this match. The moments that I got with Kento and Okada, I will cherish forever. I will cherish those moments forever because... I was like, why can't I just get this singles match? Why am I going to get everything else in wrestling but this one singles match? Because, oh, my God, they're two of the very best in the world today. Um, I thought I thought Yumae Oyagi playing the peacekeeper between Kano and Kazuchika Okada was very entertaining because those two were like, at the beginning, were like, Ugh. I don't like each other. And by the end, they were like kind of united trio, which was a lot of fun. Kano, he's been fantastic this year, obviously without being a champion or world champion, but tag team champion uh, in two different companies. I don't even think he's been, he hasn't even been tag champion. Noah, I just realized that he was tag champion, all Japan and dragon gate. Mm -hmm. Anyways, uh, he was fantastic in this match because, you know, his character just works so well off of everyone uh it it was it was such a great main event it for me was like it was the perfect way to follow that trios match from dominion it was like here's another great trios match um and and okada man this he's just the best he's the best in the world right now and i don't i just don't like i know you and me have talked about it with like kenny like when kenny's on there's probably no one better and that's true. Anytime Kenny's in a match, it's like, well, or how high is this going stars wise, but as the complete package right now, it's Okada and everyone else. Yeah.
0: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Okada's fantastic. Kiyomiya. You're right in that Kiyomiya there. They are building him to be a, you know, we talked about this with Justin Nipper last week, uh, in our interview with him, um, uh, which if you haven't heard it, check it out. It's a good interview. Um, But we talked about it, like, what does Noah have to do post-Muto and build up Kaito Kiyomiya more because of how that sort of all shook out. It kind of built up Kiyomiya. It kind of didn't. But to get him over the top and get him to a bigger audience, it's this view that is, you know, catching fire with Okada. And putting him the G1 is the right idea. It gets Kiyomiya. Uh, some more experience granted with a lot of guys who are less experienced than him. Uh, but we'll get him experience with Sonata. Uh, it will get him. If I, if I said, if I said that right, if Chase Owens is the guy that's like, Hey, this guy was good. This guy is good. It, you know, maybe Chase Owens is the guy that puts in the good word for management on Kaito Kiyomiya. And maybe this eventually gets Kiyomiya into new Japan that will suck more for Noah, but Muto will be happy about that. I'm sure. And I'm sure Kaito Kiyomiya would also be happy about that. Um, You're trying to make a bigger star here, and Noah needs a bigger star. And hopefully, coming out of the G1 Climax, Noah has something. They are investing. They're putting their money into the Kaito Kiyomiya G1 Climax thing. The N1 will be slightly less interesting because of it. Um, But they would sacrifice that. What's that? Worth it. Yeah, you're right. Assuming it works, it will be completely worth it. Ideally worth
1: it when they come out of it on the other side. It has worked mm-hmm. so far. So I I have all the confidence that a, a, a big match at Wrestle Kingdom as the payoff that will work too. Will Kaito Kiyomiya ever beat Okada? I think that's the big story, right? He has to almost, but uh we'll, we'll wait and see, but I'm I'm with you, I think and the M one gets announced this week, so we'll get to talk about it next week. Um I think it's on the Corkin that they're having that they're announcing it. Um on the twenty second. Uh but I talked to Justin about this when Kaito said he wasn't gonna be in the M one. So I'll just share here. It it's a good chance for Noah to take some chances right do something different kaito won the n1 last year but now that he's not in there it's like all right who's gonna win their big signature tournament right um and i think that's an exciting thing for them they have a chance to go with some newer guys um but it's still scary uh but i'm really excited just about everything okada and kaito are doing yeah i'm really excited about pretty much all the companionship between new japan no and all japan because it's like It just makes wrestling better. Like this this match here, while on paper, some people may look at it, it's just a trios match. It was a special trios match. It was the best of the best, all going head to head to head. Mm -hmm. And in the end, it was Tanahashi taking the fall. It wasn't even, right? It wasn't Kaito. It wasn't Kento. Mm -hmm. It wasn't Yuma. It wasn't Kino it was Tanahashi, and I think that's kind of the perfect way to work this. Completely agree. Completely agree. Uh, the rest of the show, I thought was
0: uh, fine to good. Uh, I'm going to give special praise to the big Beef Boy match. Goto, Ishii <laughs> Yoshihashi versus Masaki, Miya, Yoshiki Inomura, and Daki and Aba. I thought that was the
1: second best match of the show.
0: That match freaking ruled my guy. That was beef extraordinaire. That was so good. That was so good. I love that match so much. Uh, the only other match I feel like I kind of liked was um, the six-man junior tag. Am- Amakusa, Ayoagi, and Takahashi versus Hayata, Master and Rising Hayato. I thought that was pretty good. Otherwise, a lot of stuff was, you know, fine to good. What do you think of the Shota Umno Yoshitatsu match? Did you watch that one? I
1: did. And? I did. Um... Shooter Uno did his best. <laughs> Yoshi Tatsu is really bad. Yeah. <laughs> that said, I don't think he was as bad as I've seen him. If that makes sense. That's fair. Well, good, mm-hmm. but he, but Shooter uh, did his best. I'll say that. Uh, Shooter won. He beat a former WWE guy. Yeah, I guess that was the point.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. You know, it, it, it works. It works. Uh, but all together again we, uh, these shows are always fine. Uh, you know, they're always find the good matches. There's nothing, maybe there's one great match out of here. And there was in the main event there. Of course, we'll have another like uh, jumbled interpromotional match kind of at Forbidden Door, I guess in a sense. But also All-Star Junior Festival in the U.S. is coming up as well. Uh, so that should be exciting. And I think that's post-G1. So that should also be very intriguing. Um, So, wrestler news. There's a lot of news that popped up of wrestlers in the past couple of weeks. Uh, let's get to some of them now. Roosh made a lot of headlines when he announced all of a sudden that him and his father are going independent and no longer working with AAA. This comes a week before Triple Mania in Tijuana, where he is tag-teaming with L.A. Park versus Sam Adonis and Psycho Clown in a match that if they lost, they would then presumably be the main event of the Triple Mania in Mexico City in August. That match, at this point in time, no one knows if it's happening. Because <laughs> if Roosh currently says he doesn't want to work with AAA. No one knows what happened in AAA, why he's like, I'm out all of a sudden. This isn't the first time that he has <laughs> left a promotion high and dry like this, having 2019 with CMLL, Granted, there was like I'll other other instances there. Well, hopefully it's not last. I don't want to see him do that with AEW. Um, but we'll see. What does it mean? This also comes at a time where he's having visa stuff with AEW. I think there's a. Uh, we heard that he has a one year contract with AEW. So his contract is probably running out, if not over already. His brother's in NXT. Where could Roosh be going? Is he gonna stay? Is he gonna go? Who the heck knows? What do you think, Scotty, about
1: Roosh's? constant dilemmas i don't i don't blame anyone for leaving triple a i'll tell you that right now that promotion man they upset me greatly um i have a lot of people will just kind of point to oh it's roosh being roosh again and you know it probably is i'm not gonna lie to you i'm not gonna sit here and lie to you and say it's not yeah but I will also say that I do think it will be interesting to see where he pops up next Um, because I just, I just don't know if he's going to be signed to a long-term deal with AEW. Mm -hmm. I know some people have said, well, it makes sense to do so, but how do you say that after he just walked out of a company? Yeah. In all seriousness, how can you make that how can you make that pitch? I know he's been great in AEW. I've loved a lot of what he's done. Mm-hmm. He's done a lot of good work. Mm-hmm. But how can you in all seriousness be Tony Khan, watch this guy pretty much just get up and leave Triple A and be like, Oh yeah, I gotta give this guy a long-term deal now? Yeah. You can't. You just can't. And I think that's a shame for a lot of us, but hey, if we have to go on a one year deal basis with roosh and you can never really get fully behind them because of this i get it yeah i get it. what i love if roosh had a international or tnt title reign absolutely but you just can't do it
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah no he, the, he's a gamble of a man <laughs> he's a gamble of a wrestler if you want to push andrade's him... a
1: bigger gamble in a lot of ways but yeah oh yeah i mean andrade's
0: has a history of injuries and is older than roosh if i'm not mistaken so for sure and
1: he Fights people in the back and, and fights people in the back, leaves and, companies, uh-huh. and he does the whole thing. But and he's a guy but, that's still trying to figure out his size, too. Yeah, that sure is.
0: But yeah, Roosh, I don't know, man. I mean, do you think there's any possibility? You know, of course, it's triple A, they could figure out all of a sudden, then he does the show. You know, he does triple mini. you know, that that's totally possible. Do you think there's any possibility that? he is freeing up his Mexico commitments, his contract comes due with AEW, then maybe he finds his way over
2: to Vince McMahon's office. No.
1: What do you think that meeting would be like?
2: <laughs>
0: Imagine that. I don't think
1: Vince goes into his office much anymore, so that instantly... Yeah.
0: Well, I guess Triple H and Roosh. Uh... <laughs> in the same room hey. together.
1: Hey, you! You should be proud of my work. I don't. I. I don't put people over like you did it. That's probably the whole <laughs> conversation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think he'll, he'll go there. I, I. It would be wild if he did.
1: Roosh and WWE. <laughs> yeah, it'd be wild. It's like the wildest thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. <sighs> I hope he doesn't leave AEW because he's doing great. He's doing his best career work there from what I've seen.
0: A hundred percent. Completely um, agree.
1: I just, I can't give, I can't give you like a real reason to give him a long-term contract. though. He's, he's unreliable. He's unreliable. You, you would have to be silly to do that. I agree.
0: Speaking about AEW contracts, it was reported by Fightful that EJ and Duca, Former MLW tag team champion and former WWE uh, trainee has apparently signed a contract with AEW. Uh, We had a feeling that they were looking at him. They had a feeling that he might looking at a contract. And according to Fightful, he has been signed at least for a little while, and they're just waiting to do
1: something with him. What would you do with EJ and Duca in AEW? I'm sure he'll end up being someone's like heavy or bodyguard of some sort. Just kind of the role that he feels like he's destined for. Mm-hmm. Uh with who? I have no idea. Um I don't the thing with Induka is that he obviously has the look, right? He has the He has the size. Look. He has the size. He there is something there. He's a fine wrestler. He's yeah. fine. But i don't know he didn't seem like a signing that necessarily made all the sense for AEW. Mm -hmm. like i
2: when
1: when he left mlw i didn't just like say oh he needs to sign with he needs to sign with them like it's just not how i ever felt Mm -hmm. um and i don't know where his spot would be other than kind of maybe ring of honor Maybe that's a better spot for him. i sure. maybe stick him there. Yeah. Um, rather than on AEW stuff, because I don't really want to see him just be a heavier security, you know, type guy. We have enough of that. It, it it's just it's exactly what you'd expect for a guy like Induka who I think give give him the reps, give him the right opponents. Maybe he maybe you could spark something. Mm-hmm. I think that's why Ring of Honor exists in the first place. Yeah. So maybe I do that instead.
0: Yeah, at one point in time when he wrestled on Dark or Elevation or whatever it was, I said that he would have been a good fit if you really wanted to use him right away, replace Trench and Bordeaux yeah, sure. with Nduka. That would have been a better fit. But now that like, Swerve has like moved on to the Swerve Embassy and has all these other guys, Nduka I don't think would work there um now it's just like yeah i i completely agree if we're not gonna like have him as a big heavy lurking in the background that he can get reps somewhere else on the side ring of honor makes sense you know in AEW and collision and dynamite and stuff i don't know where he fits i don't think he fits maybe that's one of the reasons he we haven't seen him i don't know where he fits at all right now um right. it remains to be seen but uh we'll see what happens you know maybe maybe we do uh uh um Towers of Destruction, or whatever that was called, the in the old WCW tag team with uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and EJ and Duka as a tag team. Maybe we do that. I don't know. Maybe that's something. Get him away from QT Marshall a little bit. That could be fun. Um, I don't know. It, it just feels like I don't really know what to do with this guy. But you know, more reps, he needs them, so he'll get better. Hopefully, so we'll see.
1: Yeah, I think if you're gonna put him in a tag team, maybe you put him with someone that's like that doesn't have a place, like. He would have been the type of guy that maybe fit in the firm once upon a time. Yeah, agreed. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. But you also I, got I big. Bi- you also
0: got big Bill in there, and you know, love Big Bill. Love big I'd rather Bill. have Big Bill than EJ and Duca. No offense. No offense to EJ, but you gotta love Big Bill. got You gotta love Big Bill. Um. Yeah, I don't. You Other news, uh, two wrestlers have seemingly retired in the past week as well. I don't know if you heard about this. Doug Williams, a UK-based wrestler. He's wrestled in NWA recently. Doug Williams seemingly has retired, along with AC Mack, a Southeast Georgia wrestler uh, who is well-known for being a very loud-spoken talker. Great person on the mic has also seemingly retired from pro wrestling. Any thoughts on Doug Williams or any thoughts on AC Mack?
2: I wish
1: them the best in their post-wrestling careers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm sure AC Mack will come back. I hope he does.
0: That guy was such a good talker. And I always felt like he just needs to get out of the Southeast.
1: Yeah. He's just... a good indie run. He, that, in that... The, uh Leading up to becoming the indie... Wrestle what the hell is the belt iwtv iwtv yeah yeah Yeah.
0: that was a really good good run his pandemic run into the iwtv title belt was a really good run for him and then once he won it and everything after that just lost all steam and completely fell off the face of the earth um i I just wish i wish ac mac got more opportunities than he did he's a really good wrestler um, and he's great on the microphone. I always thought he would be great in AW, you know, that place love thrives on microphone talkers. I think they could have had a spot there, but alas, seemingly has retired. Um, it was also CML CMLL has also announced that Pantera del Ring Jr. will now become Mascara Dorado 2.0, and he'll be teaming up with Atlantis and the returning Metalik in a <laughs> trios match on july 14th that's right the former mascara dorado now known as Metalik, will be teaming up with the new mascara dorado 2.0 formerly known as panteria del ring jr
1: uh, i uh I'm, I'm friends with someone who does, follows lucha and it, it, they were explaining how it's fine with Metalik, you know, the original mascara Dorada not coming back. And then almost immediately after they announced it, Metalik was announced coming yep, back. And I think like, that is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Uh-huh. Um, I don't like having 2.0 in
0: the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not just two? They do. they They've done that right. a lot with just like, you know,
1: this person too. Why 2.0? Right. Is this supposed to be like a new thing? <laughs> I don't know. This, At least we're not going to have a, a um, Mystico situation. Mm-hmm. At least it doesn't feel like we will. Mm-hmm because Metalik's just sticking with Metalik, and yeah. I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what the one thing I was worried about. I was like, we're going to have Masquerade Dorada, Masquerade Dorada too, if, like, Metalik ever wants the name back. Um, I know Del Ring Jr., whatever the hell his name is, Pantera? Pantera, Pantera is Del him? Ring Jr. I know he's really good. Yeah. And, like, he's going to be a big star, so maybe that's why they're giving him this name, and I know he's going to be facing El Desferado. Um, yes, on, it's part of the part of the Fantastica Mania tour, Fantastica Mania in Mexico. So, definitely seems like they're trying to give him a big spot, um, instantly. I think that's a that's great for him. Uh, I just wish that didn't have 2.0 in the name. I would have called him Mascara Dorada 2 and called the day.
0: Maybe he <laughs> maybe
1: he's a big NXT fan, Mascara Dorada Dos. 0.0. <laughs> point oh. point. <laughs> actually two Point disgusting, nasty.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I you know, I, I, think, I think the idea of giving him that mask, uh, means that they see something in him, and they are trying to develop something for sure. Him. So we'll see what happens down the line with him. Um, is he the king of the ropes? We'll, we'll find out. Maybe he's the prince. <laughs> he is. Maybe he's the prince of the ropes. Who knows? Impact against all odds took place this past uh, week. Two weeks ago. Um, and I thought this was a really good show. I thought this was. Uh, a- are, are you going to say it? About Impact? Is Impact back? <laughs>
2: uh,
0: I don't know if it's back because the. It never went in it. <laughs> what was it? Under Siege? What was the other show that happened two weeks ago?
1: Yeah, it was Under Siege. Under Siege, under 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 the siege the was sea.
0: solid. Under siege was solid, and this show was good. So I guess they're, I guess I guess I'll say this, Scotty. For right now, I think they're back. I think they're back. I think we're back on Impact, baby.
1: They they did the thing that I thought they were going to be scared to do, mm-hmm. and that was give the Motor City Machine Guns their two singles belts. Yeah, and for that alone, <laughs> this is the most interesting Impact has been in forever. Yeah. No offense to Josh Alexander and his long run. He did a great job. Mm -hmm. But this is the most interesting they've been in forever. That interests me much more than anything they could do. And listen, I like Steve Macklin. Kind of upset for Steve Macklin that he's already done. Mm -hmm. But I also thought Steve Macklin was miscast as a heel to begin with. So you can build him back up. Uh, I just uh, really 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 hope this isn't a one match win for alex Shelley, (laughs) because alex Shelley deserves a title reign Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh impact their top three champions i mean and their tag can't get much better than uh shelly sabin perrazzo and abc huh that's like the best set of champions they've had in. We're not going to talk about Joe Hendry. Uh, <laughs> like the best set of champions they've had in, uh, in forever. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a good looking lineup. Uh, Alex Shelley, of course, beat Steve Macklin for the Impact World title. Chris Sabin finally beat Trey Miguel for the X Division title. So we got them. Nine time. Nine time, baby. Uh, both matches I thought were pretty good, too i'm sort of upset because i liked the under the siege ending with steve macklin bloody as can be you know hands out stretch bloody as can be i thought that was a perfect image ending it immediately is kind of upsetting but i'm okay completely of let's go the alex shelley route there's a solid chance we'll have this title for a month Because in the eight four one match, Nick Aldis won that. So its still anniversary it will be Alex
1: Shelley versus Nick Aldis, and and we, so the, and we saw why they didn't want it to be Steve Macklin because, because they wanted to turn Aldis heel, which I makes saw. sense. Aldis yeah.
0: being heel is better, anyways. Yeah. So uh, they did <sighs> that. They did that the next Thursday on Impact. Um, I don't know. So yeah. So coming out of that. I'm I'm happy. I'm gonna enjoy Alex Shelley winning right now. <laughs> Nick Aldis. I'm higher on Nick Aldis than you are. um I you're a big, you're big uh, Magnus guy. A <laughs> big big. You're a Magnus, Magnus, Magnus maniac. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> Magnus maniac. uh Yeah. No. He he. I think he's fine as a heel. I think he's good. I think he's an interesting person for Impact him winning the title I think is totally feasible. And then maybe Josh Alexander will come back. I have no idea when he's going to come back, honestly, but like I also, but I also know like Nick Aldis has only like a one year deal. So it's just sort of like, yeah, if he has a one year deal, I understand giving the title to him. I don't know. I'm just going to enjoy and relish in Alex Shelley winning right now. I think I can fully see him as being a transitional champion. And I think he's a solid transitional champion. I think he can have the title defenses He's obviously defending the title in Wagga Wagga, Australia or New Zealand against Steve Macklin. I probably have other title defenses on TV. So, you know, I'm going to relish in what it is right now and we'll see what happens in July, I guess.
1: You really just wanted to say Wagga Wagga.
0: Of course I did. That 8-4-1 match, by the way, sucked. (laughs) Yeah, did
1: not like it. It's all, all
0: about Bully Ray in the worst ways possible. He did a callback to his ball gimmick. His
1: ball shot gimmick. I like how you said in all the worst ways possible As if there's any good callbacks <laughs> for Bully right? Great point. Great point. <laughs> uh, the
0: Ohio Street fight was really, really good. The crowd was completely into this match. Um, You're a Madman full-daniac? I'm a Madman and Magnus <laughs> team. That's what I need. The Madman Magnus group. Uh, That's the
1: world title match they should be booking. <laughs> uh,
0: not Macklin and Magnus. Madman and mad, Magnus. <laughs> um, the Ohio Street Fight I thought was really, really good. Uh, the crowd was completely into it. They made this match so much better than it was. Um, it was really good. Really, really good. Uh, I don't know. Did you have any other thoughts about this, Matt, this show? Uh, I thought the Impact World Tag Team title was actually pretty good too. I thought the good hands did a good job.
1: Um, um, I think it's funny that impact is so much better on their impact specials than they do their pay. They
2: pay-per-views. always are.
0: They always Doesn't,
1: are. It's it's not a good trend.
0: No, no. <laughs> Be good on the pay per
1: views, my guys. That said, I mean they have maybe their two biggest in, they probably have their two biggest matches for a pay per view in a long time with uh Diana and Trinity and Aldous and Shelley. So. Agreed. Agreed. That, that should be a decent show. Hopefully ABC has a good uh opponents of some sort. I don't mm-hmm. know who, but hopefully they have some good ones. And uh yeah. I'm not gonna say impact's back, but I'm gonna say impact's watchable. They're
0: tre- they're they're treading water right now.
1: Not- yeah, I mean they gave Alex Shelley the belt like I wanted them to. Yeah. Um so I can't be upset with them for that. Chris Saban's a champion too, so
0: exactly. And Chris Haban's good is real good right now uh the only other thought i had is uh yeah you can skip that uh dog collar match dog collar matches not, <laughs> not that good
2: not
1: that good of a i match. did skip it i uh i was like oh i love masha it
0: well the problem with that match is that in the mind of a wrestling fan and maybe a person diving into impact and if you're an impact fan maybe it was fun for you but a person that watches all of the wrestling, going off of the many dog collar matches that have happened in AEW that were all great and going to this match, they had high expectations that they did not meet. Masa Slamovich, I think, did the best she could. I think she did a lot of cool things. I thought Killer Kelly, she was there. She was in the match. That's better than what you usually say. <laughs> she she held her own, I guess, and was able to sell no, there was parts where she
2: sold poorly.
0: I just don't like her. Um, and yeah, I guess you know everything else is fair. I'm fine with Impact. I, I'm I'm cool with it right now. I'm I'm watching. It. I'm not hating it.
1: Uh, Impact's Ryan's a show. It's, it's, hey, is Impact? It goes Impact on Access, Dynamite, Collision, and everything else.
0: Well, you forgot MLW Fusion,
1: of course. That's
0: disgusting. <laughs> Dude, what are you talking about? Delmi Exo just beat Taya Valkyrie for the title. What are you talking about? Wait a minute. You definitely actually watch. No, I'm I'm behind on my MLW Fusion watching. I'd probably keep it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get to our last topic here. If you can believe it, we're sub two hours. Stardom Sunshine, the show that's also taking place the same day as Forbidden Door... Yeah, we're not we're not recording at nine a.m. <laughs> <There's laughs> no, we're no not. Way. No, we're not. Um, we'll figure out when we're recording because we can't record at nine a.m. because we got to watch. You got to watch Stardom, of course. And then we're recording that night. Recording that night for Forbidden Doors. So we'll figure that out. Maybe it's a Monday record or something. Either way.
1: What? Well, no, we why can't why do we a Monday do record because you're at work. You're at work. Also, but like, why would we do Monday That's after Forbidden Door? <laughs> I don't know, man.
0: I don't know, man. We'll figure it out. Uh, we yeah. got to talk about that, but. This show happening the same day as Forbidden Door. So can we confirm it here now, Scotty? Now that there's a show with, I don't know, just looking at the card. Oh, yeah.
1: I forgot. I was away, I was away for all that. Yeah. I was away for those conversations. Yeah, I'm looking at the card right
0: here. And it looks like every single Joshi wrestler that works of stardom under the sun is working this show. Do you think any of them will be able to make it to Canada? No.
2: <laughs> but what about the visas scotty no
1: <laughs> no no it's time for me to talk <laughs> i knew there was something bubbling in me that i haven't got to talk about forever
0: i always know what scotty needs to talk about when he uh, needs to get off his chest
1: remember when you said we we're an hour too late now <laughs> oh my god this uh, uh that was a health storm a <laughs> I'm going to talk from the side of, obviously, stardom is my promotion. I get it. I cover it all the time, blah, blah, blah. I get it. So people may listen to me and be like, oh, you hate AEW. Have you not just heard me praise AEW for the past three hours? I feel like, like you were more what positive on Collision than I was. I was more positive. See? Look at me, being positive. But, oh, my God. The AEW stardom conversation is the most frustrating conversation you can hear because on one side, you have people hating on Joshi fans, right? Oh, you don't want your, these wrestlers to go you your gatekeeping, blah, blah, blah. And then on the other side is the whole AEW mega fan mindset of, well, I want not only this wrestler to come in, but I want them to lose to the AEW wrestler. And then, you know what that always leads to? We should sign this wrestler, too. AEW should sign this wrestler. It happens every single time. Mm-hmm. If anyone, oh, what do what? you mean? Shuri losing to Tony Storm isn't better than whatever she's doing on this show. I don't know if you hear yourself, but if you all stardom. If you fall star and all, you know that Shuri is like the most protected wrestler in the company. Mm-hmm. We're not just, you're not just going to send her over to lose to Tony Storm. It's just not going to happen that way. It's just not. And I firmly believe, and I've believed this since I read it, that AEW might just be saying what they said to make people happy. Mm-hmm. Do I think they put a call out to make, you know, see if something could work? Absolutely. Do I think Tony Khan and Rossi were on the phone talking about it? Not a chance. I don't. I mean, Tony, I Khan don't. Is, Tony Khan explicitly
0: said not, when he was talking about starting wrestlers, he said he was talking to Rocky Romero about it.
1: Yeah, correct. I think people have made this a headache on both sides to pretty much ruin the fun forever. And I think that's the shame of it. Because, yeah. Would it be cool to see a stardom wrestler on Forbidden Door? Absolutely. Of course. But it has to be the right situation. I don't want it to just happen just to say it happened. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, yeah, you're going to get someone on lower on the roster rather than a Shuri, because that's obviously who you're going to want. You're going to want Shuri or Kyrie. You're going to aim high. Like, I always thought Kyrie, IWGP champion, or... Mercedes those were the only options for this show and we were going to get Mercedes I'm glad you brought up Mercedes if she wasn't injured and presumably she
0: was going to be on this show as per what Tony Khan has kind of alluded to yeah do you think this stardom conversation would have happened this year
1: nope
0: exactly people would be fine yeah it, w- it was going to happen Mercedes was gonna be on the show and wrestling Tony Storm, probably, or teaming up or doing something was
1: it Soraya. Well, I don't know. I but, know they were going. I think it was going to be Soraya, probably for the title. It probably would have been like a tag team match or something that would have worked. Too. You know, Willow
0: and Mercedes versus Soraya and Tony Storm. Either oh, way, fine. she was gonna be on the show. If that was the plan, it fell through. The only and Stardom has already booked every other person besides Fuki and Death making the save yet again, maybe. Uh now let's get Fuki and death on the show.
1: That would be awesome.
0: <laughs> I, I still can happen. It still can happen. Yeah,
1: uh, uh, I'll fly her out personally. Why not? Kaori Oni, I'm going to wrestle Tony Storm. Why not? Who cares? In the death, in in the clown gosh. She will get over huge. That's <laughs> you, so true. That's she, very true.
0: So I say over. do it. I say do it. But uh, nonetheless, um, yeah, it, the conversation the whole Star AEW conversation would not be happening if Mercedes was on the show as per plan. Yeah. And it, it's yeah. Ju- it's just it's just Twitter people complaining with even though they know all these other facts that that are true. They're just complaining to complain. It's it's bad faith arguments is what it is.
1: It it's really both sides. Oh yes, a hundred percent. Like, like I want to stress that because some people think I'm going to defend one side or the other. No, it was both sides the entire time, being very obnoxious about it, very rude about it. Um, and it was it was very unfortunate because I think I think the excitement of and now listen, I'm going to be honest. I don't get all too jazzed about certain Stardom versus AEW matchups. I don't. There's just not a lot there. It's like, oh, I wanna see, you know, versus Jamie Hayer. Well, she's not around. Yeah. She's injured. So uh and Jamie Hayer, I don't know if people know this. She was in Stardom. That's the all the all the people that anyone's like, Oh, they should go against this. Oh, so you want you want the stardom versus stardom matches essentially, because no one wants anything besides that. It's Tony or Jamie. That's all you ever hear. And I think those are the only two people that maybe they'd be willing to work with to stardom because that's like the only two people maybe that really interest them um but here's the other thing there's never the other side of this oh what does stardom get out of it yeah what right because they're gonna lose
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's, just, it's just it's just the truth unless they do like a tag yeah and i saw someone pitch a really good idea it was like have shuri team up with Sheeta against two of the outcasts yeah and then that can be a way to get Sheeta a match mm-hmm a title match, but at least you had Shuri on there. I was like, that would be fine, but that's not going to happen. (laughs) That's the thing with all these dream matches. Everyone is booking one person to lose to the other. It's just not going to work that way because these companies aren't working daily and I don't see them sending over Tony Storm or Jamie Hayter anytime soon to a stardom show. Now, I think those two would be willing. Jamie definitely would be. She talks about it enough, but you're not going to do that right now. Probably, and
0: by a specific Twitter account, you can verify that information. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I think it's okay. And I think it's okay. Stardom has their own pay per view, they're running against it. It's not, they're not running against Forbidden Door purposely. Mm-hmm. This is just how the lineups work. Yep. Like I don't think like they're like oh that's when Forbidden Door is? yeah we're booking a pay per view that day. That's not how this works. Mm-hmm. They're booking a pay per view based off scheduling in Japan. And guess what? They're the number one promotion in Japan this that weekend because J- New Japan's over in America. Oh, sorry, Canada. But they're over in North America. Yep. Right. Like that's that's the difference. That they see this as okay. This is our weekend. We're the number one promotion here. Let's take advantage in Tokyo book of pay-per-view. That's how the mindset goes. And I think it's fine keeping them separated. It's fine right now. It'll happen eventually. I'm sure of it. But it just doesn't need to happen on this show as a... just another match. You're getting Okada, Dennis. You're getting all these other things. Yeah. Like, I know it sucks for the women when the show comes around. It does. But... That's what the NXT... The, the NXT. Jesus. Ugh. The New Japan uh, strong women's titles for now. And that's what Mercedes was gonna do. Yeah, and that, I think people, most majority of people would have been perfectly fine with that. I completely agree.
0: That I will say though, with it happened last year, it's going to happen every year until like stardom talents on the show. Yep. Um, I don't know. I think if Mercedes was on the show, I wouldn't have to hear about it. But yes. but she's not. But ultimately, she's not on the show this year, so we're going to hear it well, again. Tell her
1: not get hurt. <laughs>
0: I agree. <laughs> uh, uh, I will say this: if you're Tony Khan and you just want to nip it in the bud. Just stop. Well, no, I, no. Legitimately, I, I joke about it, but legitimately just fly Fukigen death over, put her in a pre-show match against like Ami Sakura and call it a day. Yeah. Just, like, j- just do that. And th- that is one small thing that will cause a bunch of people to shut up, you know, and just and just move on. And we can be like, all right, cool. And then we'll move on to the
1: next show after that.
0: Th- she's Instead not booked, that or, you know, just do that. Who cares? People will shut up
1: after that. I mean, I firmly believe that if you're not seriously trying, you don't have to say you are. Like, you just don't. Um, I I just don't think there's that much interest between mm-hmm. the parties right now. Completely agree. Because cause they're, they're both working on something very different.
0: And, and stardom doesn't need it. No. Nope. Stardom does That's not need it. Wh-
1: there's a reason the Japan Strong Women's title was made. The IWGP Women's title was originally supposed to be defended around the world, technically. So in America, mm-hmm. hasn't happened. It's not happening. No. Things have changed. Uh-huh. Um, but that's enough of the AEW starting conversation. I just wanted to say that both sides are being ridiculous. It's going to happen when it happens. I don't think we need to make it a big deal every single year. I know we're going to. But we don't need to. Mm-hmm.
0: Completely agree. Well, let's talk Stardom Sunshine. Uh, this is uh, an interesting show. A generational show, maybe? So there's some generational rival stuff happening here? Um, we got uh, uh, the main event being a steel cage match with a crap ton of people in it. We got uh, Lady so C. Many. Lady uh, C, Hina, Utami Hayashishida, Sae Azume, and Mio Amasaki versus... And Toro, Saki Kashima, Momo Watanabe, Starlight Kid, Ruaka, and Arena.
1: See, the easier way to say it is it's Oedo Tai versus Queen's Quest. Exactly <laughs> right.
0: Oedo Tai versus Queen's Quest in a steel cage match is your main event.
1: Yeah, and the loot, so the last person remaining in the cage has to leave their unit. Yes, 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 yes of course this comes off the story of utami kind of losing confidence in queen's quest they are not really vibing with her as leader right now um it started with saya kamitani and her and now it's kind of become the whole faction mm-hmm. and who better to oppose them is oedo tai of course the faction that works best together um i've convinced myself that it's probably just gonna be like a lady C exit. Rather than mm-hmm. one of the big time players, mm-hmm. um, because I think there's a longer story here than just Utami or Saya or Azumi leaving. Um, I think Lady C doesn't really click in Queen's Quest, I think she should go to DDM anyways. Um, so I think that kind of works as a double way, and then you continue the story forward, and eventually we're building to an Utami Saya match. I think we all know that one way or the other.
0: And to be clear, it is not swapping uh, factions. It is just no
1: longer being right. a part of whatever faction faction right. they're in. Yeah, once they once they stated it that way, my thoughts towards the match change. Though, I've also sold myself on the idea that you leave Utami and Sai in there as the last two, mm-hmm. and then like you actually have to see them fight to see who leaves the faction. Um, that could be very dramatic. It'd be very dramatic. It'd be very different because obviously you're expecting it to come down to like Lady C and, you know, Saki Kashima or something. Yeah. Rather than two people on the same side. But I think that'd be interesting. But yeah, cage match is back. Yeah, baby. Uh,
0: there's also other matches on the show. There's the six woman tag team steel cage match for the RSSRM championship. Julia Tekla, My Sakurai defending their titles against uh, Mayu Itani, Hazuki, and Kagama. There is a uh, Goddess of Stardom title match with Ami Sura and Mariah defending against Mina Shirakawa and Mariah May. Will she finally get a title, Mariah May? First title match, First I think Six-woman yeah. tag team match, Tam Nakano, Natsupo, and Kairi versus Micah, Su- Suzu Suzuki, and May Surae. May Surae? Sarah. Sarah, thank you. Um, the, a Passion Injection match, Naya Takahashi versus Hanako. Can you describe to me what a passion injection match is?
1: It is Nanai's matches against the younger count. Essentially, it's like her branded like trying to get the best out of them, and since she yells passion all the time, that's her thing. Uh we've now we've called them passion injection matches. Perfect. There's also yeah. the aforementioned Shuri versus Zena. Uh, this is, mind you, Zena's final match of her tour. Mm-hmm. So it does have people will look at it and be like, Oh, this is all Shuri's doing. It is a meaningful match to Zena. It's a big final singles match before she, uh, heads off back to Australia. I'm sure for a little bit, hopefully she comes back soon though.
0: Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Uh, and then of course the opener as well, Momo Kogo, Hanan and Saida versus Wakasukiyama, you know, Mizumori and Sakura Aya. Um, I mean, still cage match, uh, all over the place for two matches. Uh, there should be, I mean, I think this should be a solid show. Uh, I don't think there, there is some generational stuff happening throughout, you know, you talk about like, you know, leaving, uh, you know, Lady C leaving as well. There could also, like you said, Utami Saya last in there. That could be interesting. Sort of the, and also sort of go into that generational struggle as well. That could be interesting. Who knows? um, yeah, there's some there's some different elements uh going all over the place. There's not like there's not a clear like, you know, world title match and you know, wonder title match and all this stuff, but I think there's some elements throughout that will just push a lot of the stories forward.
1: Yeah, uh they're doing back-to-back pay-per-views. Um will have a pay-per-view next the weekend after as well. Um so this is this is the final lead up to the 5 Star it's their final two pay-per-views, so lots lots to cover in the two weeks, but should be what I think an overall good way to close out the first half start Stardom.
0: Yeah, this is part one of their big summer shows, I guess, the week after they have Midsummer Champions, and then one, two, three weeks after that is night one of Five Star, so they got a lot of stuff coming up, and this is just the kicking us, kicking it off
1: as, as it yep. were. Yep. Big. So, they they don't, they're not stopping. Of course um, not. They just, they're the five starts starts on the 23rd. It's packed, it's stuffed, 20 people, best of the best, plain and simple. Completely agree. Should be
0: a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun. That is it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. We did it all. We got all the things left. Is there any other wrestling topics that we didn't talk about that you want to get off your chest, Scotty? Any any rants left that they've been piling up for two weeks uh, that you I need to get probably, off your chest?
1: Um, did you go? If I, if I if I looked hard enough, probably. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what was your yeah. what we didn't talk about it too much? But what was your big takeaway from vacation? What what
1: what do you like about Cali? Uh, I like the weather, even though it <laughs> rained multiple times. And I was like, "What the hell is happening? What? It doesn't rain in California. It rained multiple times. Famously, it's too dry out there. Yeah, but it it was they they they're not in a drought anymore. So congratulations, though. Um, a lot of mountains. Don't like mountains. Mountains bad. Was there like a lot of hiking involved, or just a lot of mountains? Um, so we did so. We traveled, like you said, we went from we actually went from uh, da, 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 Canyon City, Nevada, because we we're visiting family there, mm-hmm. to Anaheim, and there's Angeles National Park, National Forest, I think, sure. which is pretty much driving 25 miles on the side of a mountain. It was terror. <laughs> <laughs> I hated, and we were driving in clouds. Oof! That's how high it was. Wow! I wanted to throw up. Wow! I've, I've done done no, stuff
0: like do that it. in the Appalachian, and it's it's terrifying. It was awful. <laughs> I did not like. It. That's not a it, big fan. Um, everything in, else was good though. <laughs> in Anaheim, did you go to Anaheim because you were going to Disneyland?
1: Yeah, we went there for only like a day or two. It was a lot of traveling but it's fair. It was fun. How Went was the California adventure? How's the Marvel stuff? Well, uh, I, it's good. Could be better. Okay. As in like the guardian. So the guardians remade um, tower tower is really good. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, very busy though. Cause the new movie came out. So a little upsetting, but fun fact, a lot of the props from the new movie
0: uh, were used in the making of that ride. Ah, fun fact. And why do I know that? Um, did I tell you this? My fiance worked on Gardens of Galaxy yes. Three. Yes yes, yes, yes. So she she knows all that stuff. Which fun fact? Yeah. yeah it, see that movie. Her name is in the credits. I can point it out to movie. you on Disney Plus later. Well, whatever uh, comes
1: out. I so I thought that was good. Uh, they they should do more with it. I think because yeah. like they added Spider Man like. Ride type thing where it's kind of like Toy Story Mania where you're trying to get points and stuff by mm-hmm. slinging webs. But isn't it like you're actually cool. doing your hands
0: or something like you're actually doing the yeah, Spider-Man which hands? was cool?
1: That was cool. If you're a big Spider Man fan like I am, that was cool. Um, it feels like
0: when they built it, it felt like they were trying to like build a quick land expansion real quickly before they had like a lot of
1: actual ideas. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how it feels when you walk in there. It's like, oh, they kind of added this real quick. And this and California Adventure is not big either, it's not like Disney no. World, right? No. Where it's like just everything's gigantic, mm-hmm. so like it's just a small, like little land. The Guardians is why you go there. Uh, the Spider Man stuff is cool, and you could see the character stuff walking around. I saw a few of them, but um, yeah, could, could be a little better, but it's okay. I know why they can't do it in Disney, but um, universal ain't worth it. So. I like universal. <laughs> That's a funny thing. Uh, but it's a little annoying that they can't. Anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm done talking. <laughs> well, let's end the show here.
0: Um, of course, thank you everybody for being with us all episode. If you did not watch the video version and you're somehow listening this without watching the video version, subscribe to the podcast version. Subscribe to the audio feed. We would greatly appreciate it if you did uh some every once in a while we'll drop in audio only uh episodes of ring post radio so i think it's very important to subscribe to ring post radio wherever you get your podcasts apple google spotify wherever that may be i think it's very very important like we did last week which was an interview with noah's global pr representative Justin nipper um i thought it was a fascinating interview uh to learn more about the noah side of things uh, so definitely go check that out. That is on the audio-only podcast feeds for RingPost Radio. Also support us at patreon.com forward slash countoutpod, which you can now, on Patreon, start a free trial, seven-week, seventh week seven-day free trial uh, on patreon.com forward slash countoutpod. So uh, for the first week, you can get, you know, the $5 feed of Countout and get listened to all as much content as you can within that first week um, from us. So it's a good way to dip your toes for free into the Patreon feed, and then you can dip your toes more and stick around uh, on those tiers as well. We'll have another episode of Ryan hasn't seen anything coming out tomorrow. Uh, What is that match? I don't remember off the top of my head. (laughs) Let's see. I can pull it up right here. Episode two. Hopefully there's no audio that comes out here. Let's see. Episode 2 is going to be NXT Takeover. It's the NXT Takeover match between Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura. And we watch that for the first time, or I watched that for the first time ever. And that'll be coming out to the patreon.com for such kind of pod tomorrow. So definitely go check that out. Scotty, any plugs and what
1: was your match of the week? Um, my match. Of, oh, Jesus! <laughs> my <laughs> match of the week that we didn't talk about would be good luck. What other matches did you watch this week? Oh, I did actually watch Dynamite, so I'll say, uh, BCC versus the Hung Bucks. That was a good one. I don't use we don't even use Hung Bucks anymore, but I use Hung Bucks still because I think that's a funnier name. Um, <laughs> but that was great. Just mm-hmm. nonstop action, bell to bell. Um, I liked Cole and MJF too, but I preferred the main event by far. And I'm uh, um, going to have an interview out with Mio Momono again. I think it just came out, so go check that out. West Coast Pro e- is Mio Momono. E- yes, yes. Semi, uh, the finalist mm-hmm. of the Queen of Indies tournament. So go check that out. She talks uh, about her match with Suri, uh winning the AAAW Championship. Queen of Indies, Mosh Slamovich, all that good stuff. And yeah, that's that's it. Because I haven't started up anything. I'll probably have a lot of stardom content the next two weeks with two pay-per-views. Um, and then five-star Grand Prix is right around the corner. So I gotta start previewing that as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, keep listening to Ring Post Radio. We got a lot of good things lined up. And uh I think Stardom Road came out this past week, too. It did. It <laughs> came out last week.
0: Up. I was about to say, yeah. the Mayu Itani as Double Champion episode came out this past yeah,
1: week. Yeah, I didn't promote that until like three days after because my my scheduling was all messed up. That's fine. And I had, twi- I had Twitter notifications off whole mm-hmm. vacation. That's very smart. Which is wonderful. Really refreshing. Um, highly recommend it. Probably highly recommend it for life, but I did it for the vacation. <laughs> um yeah. it was a lot of fun so thank you and uh look forward to being back next week sometime because we're doing a double hit next week mm-hmm. all the more reason
0: to join the patreon because we got forbidden door uh post show happening on the patreon next week baby Bye. um my plugs follow me on twitter at ryan i i really don't tweet there at all but you can follow me there um i really have like a lot of plugs beyond the plugs i've already made um, but I will say uh my match of the week was speaking of, I mentioned them a lot this this episode for whatever reason. West Coast Pro. They had a show called Kid Zombie. I think you were in the area possibly for this show. Um uh, and it had a good match. Had a pretty good match. Kevin Knight versus Brian Keith. Uh I thought it was a really good match. I wasn't as high as in other people, and I will say this. I like Brian Keith, but he doesn't click for me. For whatever reason all the time he is one of those guys you might have a guy like this scotty where it's like someone that everyone likes that for whatever reason you can't really just get into you don't like it's not necessarily that they're bad or anything you understand that they're fine or they're good but it's yeah. just there's something that is not clicking for you adam cole was also that for me where it's like there's something about him I like, has it always click.
1: been adam cole for you like or, or
0: like current adam cole Uh, current adam cole for sure but i think that's i think the difference for i i think it's always adam cole honestly sure because that's fair because previous injury it was like i was not really into the undisputed stuff and this one it's like he just looks like a shell of his former self right now that being said i gave the match four stars this past week so uh so maybe he's back uh, but do you have a guy like that where it's like a Brian Keith where it's like you want to see he's good, people like him a lot, but just something's not clicking for whatever reason. I have like
1: fifteen people. <laughs> fair, enough, fair enough. Miro would be one of the options. Sure. Sure. I've I've always been a guy that's like, I get that he's good, like you see the Redeemer stuff, it's like I get it. He just doesn't he's not necessarily my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, I think Magnus, of course. Is,
0: did you say magnus yeah you're not a magnus maniac
1: i that's that's probably more nwa's problem than anything else um i think another guy i feel like that with and you know people might get mad at me but jeff cobb for the longest time really long it took a long time for me to like jeff cobb interesting because i always thought he's fine he has good mashes but i don't think his ceiling is, for me, is as high as other people think it is. Like, I think he's, oh, I guess Ishii, right? Oh, Ishii the <laughs> I've is said it big on one. the show. Ishii's a he's big probably one. the main one. Yeah, that's probably true. So I've I've liked Ishii more past year than I did prior. Um, And then I go back and watch his old matches that I really like now, too. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of fallen off that, but for a long time, he was the one. Mm-hmm. That, Maybe yeah. Malachi Black, too.
0: Uh, Malachi Black is like his his like weirdness stuff. That's just like ah, you know, come on, get it together. Yeah. Man. So I get, yeah.
1: I get is, like I said, there's a lot. A lot of guys. <laughs> I have a I have a long list of guys that I'm like, eh, no. but I also have people that I like a lot more than others. So that's kind of how it goes, right? Like you like evil more than others. Um, well, like, hold on. Tom- <laughs> Tom- <laughs> I would say I like Tomatonga more than others. Evil. That's true. Evil.
0: Some of it some most of it is ironic. <laughs> most of it is ironically liking evil. Uh, yeah, that's but, funny. uh yeah. but yeah. Uh I guess that's our that's our question of the week, our ring post radio question <laughs> of the week. What what Wait, I probably
1: like Swerve Strickland more than most people. No, I think a lot of people like Swerve. I think a lot of people like Swerve right now. Well, like I've said he should be world champion. He's still not. Oh, well.
0: That's that's AEW's thing. Yeah. Um, da-
1: damn it, Tony Khan. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I think that's it for
0: this, this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. End it right there. Uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, for subscribing to Ring Post Radio. Thank you so much for being along the ride for 100 plus episodes. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back next week with our Forbidden Door post show on patreon.com forward slash countout pod and our other show, which will take place at some time. Follow at countout pod to figure out when that will be, probably. Uh, until then, we'll see you all next time. Goodbye.
1: This has been a Countout Podcast. Hey, have you guys heard of the new show on the Countout Network, the Ichiban Sweetcast? It's the brand new New Japan Pro Wrestling Podcast starring the International Wrestling Grand Prix. That's me, your good friend Curtis Spears. And me, your bad friend Rafe Hewson. And we're here to talk about everything New Japan Pro Wrestling reacting to everything, getting worked up, getting very happy, sometimes crying, kind of like like something else we used to do, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was the old uh, Okada Shorts podcast, right? Ah, that's right. And if you love that show, you're going to love this show because it's exactly the same show. Yeah, we just had to change the name. Yeah, we, we did. But you can check it everywhere on a social media handle that we haven't made yet. <laughs> yeah, we're really new to this. So <laughs> what you can do is search on your favorite podcast catcher of choice, look for the Itchy Bond sweet cast. Sweet cast? Itchy bond.